This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, September 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police announced early this morning that the one-month-old baby that was missing since Thursday in West Philadelphia has been located safe. Family members said that James Garrett Jr. was last seen on Thursday with his father in the 5500 block of Spruce Street in West Philadelphia. Police said the father was not being cooperative with officers at first. The baby's family says that the father has been primarily caring for the child with the help of extended family. Garrett's sister, who is uh, the baby's aunt, took care of baby James for a few days last week and then returned him to the father. Relatives say that Garrett showed up Sunday morning without the baby. He was behaving erratically and would not provide the whereabouts of baby James. No details have been released yet on where the baby was found, but police say the child is safe and is now being evaluated at St. Christopher's Hospital. Did you guys, you got the Amber Alert over the weekend? Yeah. 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 So I was watching a show on playback on my iPad. Like I was watching, maybe the, it might have been the boys, Preston, and um, it cut into that. Oh. Like it, it popped up on the screen. Oh, that's good. And then, then as you heard, the the guy had like body armor and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh my god! But then they they found that kid as well. Yeah, thankfully. they did. So that's two. Yeah, that child was. I believe that the person was the biological father, but he didn't have any parental rights to the right, child. Right, right. So he went in with two other men. They had body armor on, and they they took the poor kid. But yet, um, I think it was a little girl, and I think she's back now. Organizers of two homeless encampments in Philadelphia say they have reached a tentative house uh, housing agreement with the city, Philadelphia. Housing said Friday that they reached an agreement with the city of Philadelphia saying the city agreed to give homeless activists 50 vacant and viable homes. That includes 15 that have already been occupied by families. Under the agreement, those families would be trans, or sorry, those homes would be transferred to a community land trust. The city did not confirm an agreement was reached, but did release a statement saying the city remains in negotiation with the representatives of the protest camps, by, but many details remain to be worked out. Any agreement would require a date certain by which the protest camps will be resolved. The protest encampments have been set up since June. The two remaining sit along the Ben Franklin Parkway and one uh, on Ridge Avenue outside of the Philadelphia Housing Authority headquarters. Camp leaders said their goal is to bring awareness to the city's homeless and the need for safe housing. The encampments have not always been peaceful. Two people were stabbed over a course of the month-long protests, uh, one in June and then one just last week. Organizers say that they hope to meet uh, with the city officials this week. Camp organizers say that they will commit to a date when they find out which property the city will agree to transfer. A federal judge on Sunday postponed a Trump administration order that would have banned the popular video sharing app TikTok from U.S. smartphone app stores around midnight. A more comprehensive ban remains scheduled for November, about a week after the presidential election. The judge, Carl Nichols, of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, did not agree to postpone the later ban. The ruling followed an emergency hearing Sunday morning in which lawyers for TikTok argued that the administration's app store ban would infringe on the First Amendment rights and do irreversible to harm to the business. Uh, earlier this year, President Donald Trump declared that TikTok owned by Chinese company ByteDance was a threat to national security and that it must either sell its U.S. operations to American companies or be barred from the country. TikTok is still scrambling to firm up a deal tentatively struck about a week ago in which it would partner with Oracle, a huge database software company, and Walmart in an effort to win the blessings of both the Chinese and American governments. In the meantime, it is fighting to keep the app available in the United States. In sports, this morning. Ball sacks are young. 
Do you guys even want me to do sports this morning? <laughs> the Eagles tied the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday afternoon at the link. Carson Wentz drove into the end zone, dove into the end zone for the tying score in the final minute of regulation as the Bengals and Eagles played to a 23-23 tie. Jake Elliott lined up for a 59-yard field goal with 19 seconds left in overtime, but a false start by Matt Pryor forced the Eagles to punt it away and play for the tie. Both teams are 0-2-1. Up next for the Eagles is Sunday night, a Sunday night football game in San Francisco against the 49ers. The Phillies wrapped up their season with a 5-0 loss against the Tampa Bay Rays. For the Phils, it was another disappointing September during which they fell out of playoff contention and finished the season under 500 after being swept by the Rays. The Phils finished with the finished the abbreviated season 60 games, uh, 60 game season at 28 and 32 and in third place in the National League East. In the NBA playoffs, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics 125 to 113 last night in Orlando and are headed to the NBA Finals. Bam Adebayo scored a season-high 32 points and grabbed 14 rebounds. Butler added 22 points, and the Heat won the Eastern Conference Finals for the sixth time. The Heat won the series 4-2 and will take on LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers in the finals. Game one is Wednesday night. And finally, after a double overtime victory on Saturday night, the Dallas Stars will look to stay alive again tonight in game six of the Stanley Cup Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The puck is set to drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kath. Uh, with the, the fills being done, doesn't it seem like it wasn't this season, but the season before that, some of you guys went down to spring training. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like oh it was this God. season. It's this year. Yeah, it yes, this you're year. right. <laughs> Holy F. Yeah, that was March of 2020. Oh, I and I think I, I made the uh, prognostication that this truncated season for all the teams would benefit them all. Uh, and look how that played out. Not so much <laughs> yeah. for Philadelphia. No, no. Some teams are doing great. Just not ours. Not ours. That's, that's it. We basically sent Kathy and uh, Marissa down to Florida to... We hung out. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay in your room. Yeah. Just stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at home sick. Yeah. yeah. Was... Oh, God, that's right. That's when you had the flu. Yeah, it was oh. weird, man. That was when it all hit the fan. Yeah. That yeah. was the week. Right then. Yeah, it was... exactly. NHL Casey and I were doing uh, furniture restoration here in the <laughs> studio. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's time. Odd times. But uh, anyhow, we welcome you back from uh, the weekend. Hopefully everybody uh, had an enjoyable win. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> said win. Enjoyable one. Yeah. Uh, Nick got his, his nutsack cut into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was enjoyable. Uh, so I'm sure that was fun. Now you had a vasectomy. We'll I did. To, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, a little bit at some point. All right, but we do have some other things to make you aware of. We have a new Word of the Week prize, $1,000 to give away, uh, courtesy of I Can See Your Voice. So it's the second time Again? we're giving away a grant. And Steve, Wednesday is now Ken's Day on oh, Fox. Oh, I thought so. It's a double dose of Wednesday Dr. used Ken. to be Sunday at Carvel's, but now it's Ken's Day. Yeah, and it is Ken's Day because of uh, Ken Jong. So anyhow, we will uh, we'll get you a letter today at the end of the show, and hopefully that will be distributed by one Mr. Pierre Robert, his triumphant return. He's been ah. out for a couple of weeks, and now he comes back today. So we'll get the letter today for the Word of the Week prize starting uh, at the end of the program, and then we'll uh, give that away on Friday after we get the five letters. So we have that and a bunch of other things that we have to give away. Other than that, it's our company throughout the course of your drive, and uh, we got plenty of things to talk about, including Nick's Bullsack. Yes. <laughs> so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, and I have a stack of entertainment reports I want to share with you, as well as a stupid question and some giveaways. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to bring my glasses with me to work this morning, so I'll do my best. And uh, I never realized how uh, how dependent upon them I are. I am. <laughs> you like I to see? Started, I've noticed that about you. Until I started uh, reading some of the stuff this morning, but I'll give it a shot. We're going to do a stupid question. We're going to give away a fifty dollars dining credit and overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. He can't see without his glasses. I'll do my best. All right, here's the question that I have for you this morning. Before 1935, what did the word computer refer to? Uh-huh. 215263. It wasn't the fancy thinking box that it was no. back in the day. In 1935, what did the word computer, not was, not was, okay, what did the word computer refer to? All right, before 1935, 215263WMMR. I'm going to go through some birthdays. There's a lot of them. September 28th. Uh, we're going to start with uh, George Lynch, guitarist, the band Dokken. Yeah. Celebrates his uh, 66th birthday. He's a badass guitarist, man. Where does Dokken fall? Mid, you know, kind of mid range. That's what I always thought. Uh, but cool artwork, though, on their albums. But guitarists know that George Lynch was a real deal. He is, he's a badass guitar player. And uh, has, his guitar's name is Mr. Scary, by the way. And uh, their their name refers to a certain type of sex, correct? Uh, no, that's oh. Docking. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Don Docking is the lead singer uh, of the Don band. Don Docking. So that's why they're Oh, I'm sorry. Docking. I've yeah. been living a lie then. Uh, George Lynch is 66 today. Uh, Hillary Duff, uh, Agent Cody Banks, Lizzie McGuire uh, show and all that stuff. She is uh, celebrating her 33rd birthday today. There was one movie where she did sort of a seductive dance while holding a scorpion. Do you remember this movie? No, but I would like to. Yeah, it got a whole bunch of um, that. publicity when it happened, and okay. I was never able to... Find out where that scene is. Nick, if you could do a little research yeah, on that. All right. Well, she is 33 today. Uh, Naomi Watts, uh, the actress, everything from uh, The Ring, King Kong, to Insurgent, and so on. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Really talented. Great actress. 52 today. Dita Von Teese. We had her in the studio. We did, yeah. Uh, she came in and out of here very quickly. Wore her sunglasses the whole time, long gloves. Sat here, did the interview, said hello, and then walked out the door. She's very kind of, she likes to keep that persona, that that uh, mysterious right. thing about her. Do you remember that day we had Sarah Parker come in and a couple other women who kind of look up to Dita Von Teese for her um, corsetry and all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah. and the uh, her whole demeanor? Yeah, exactly. There, there, There's there's a way about yeah. her that uh, some people really dig. Uh, former wife of Marilyn Manson, hence the, uh, the music. Uh, but she is celebrating her 48th birthday today. Uh, Mira Sorvino, the actress, daughter of Paul Sorvino, by the way, and Oscar winner. Yes, she was yeah, uh, for uh, Mighty, Aphrodite? Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah, yeah. I never saw that movie. It's okay. Okay, yeah. but she's she's very good in it, and she deserves uh, the um, the award. She also was a recurring character on that series. Falling Sky for uh, a while. Science fiction series. Yeah. Uh, She's 53. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, Uh, who was a great actor. 
and then he got into trouble. Uh, yes, with uh, underage boys and so on. So what was what was ever was it that he was in possession of erotic? Yeah, he art? had he had he had vintage erotic art, right? And I guess it was it was child porn is what it was considered, right? That was part of it. But there had been a couple of other things, questionable things, and I don't know the details, Steve, but I just didn't know that there is a. There's an undercurrent. And by the way, if you're if you're not uh, familiar with the name, he was uh, Principal Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, he was in Amadeus, Deadwood. He's been in a lot of great stuff. Devil's Advocate, Ed Wood. He's excellent. Uh, he's 74 today, so I don't know where all that stands with him right now. Uh, Janine Garofalo. Uh, she is 56 years old today. Uh, Reality Bites. You know a movie of hers I love? I'm a sucker for it. It's a rom-com. Is the truth about cats and I dogs. Lo- I love that movie. It's a cute movie. I, well, she's, a de- she's like a, 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 an advice... Uh, she has an advice radio show. Yeah, for for pet owners. Right, right. Um, yeah, and she's really good at it. She's super cute. Well, mm-hmm. Perhaps her best role ever, though, is as the waitress in Cable Guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's also in the movie with Mira Servino and Lisa Kudrow. What the hell was the name of that movie? Uh, Romy, they go back, uh, Romy and Michelle's, Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. You did not invent Post-its. <laughs> <laughs> and then she knows the entire history yeah, right. of the guy who created the glue and everything. <laughs> Uh, so she is 56 today. Moon Unit Zappa. Uh, my son Carter, uh, for some reason, came across her name the other day and was laughing about that. I'm like, yeah, she's got a brother named Dweezil, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is her, Valley Girl. There's, like, the Galleria. I'm like, all oh, these, like, really great shoes. Which Frank Zappa is playing the music behind there, her dad. And, of course, it was meant to be sort of a... Uh, a chastising of this lifestyle and caused a huge explosion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. was all... I remember when this came out. She just wants some bitchin' clothes. She just wants some bitchin' clothes. And and then the speak was all over the place Yeah, after that that uh, song came out. Uh, Brigitte Bardot. Ah. Uh, the French actress. In uh, her heyday. Oh, stunning. One of the most beautiful women ever walked the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Not so much now. Well, she's 86. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're allowed to let yourself go by then. She's uh, done she's that with Avengers. Yeah, she did it a while ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she kind of regrets that, that sex symbol status. She probably does. Yeah. Um, she is a big animal rights advocate. And she's also gone... Um, Pretty loony with a lot of that, too. A little yeah. too much. Uh, actress Hannah Mae Lee. I saw her picture, and I'm like, I know her. Who uh, is she? She was from the Pitch Perfect movie. She oh, yeah. Lily. The one who... Lily. Lily. She was... Did you talk like this? Very uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, she is uh, 32 years old today. Uh, Grant Fuhr. Oh. Uh, one of the all-time great goaltenders. Yeah. Uh, and first African-Canadian to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think there were five Hall of Famers on that Oilers team, including him. Yeah, oh. Gretzky, Messier, uh, Grant Fjord, Yari Curry, and maybe one other one. But, yeah, they, that's how dominant they were. They were unbelievable. Yes, they were. Incredible. If you go back and watch footage of that team, you just can't believe how, how incredible they were. He's uh, 58 years old today. Last birthday today, Bam Margera. Oh, hey! Bam is 41 years old today. And it appears he's doing well. I hope so. He seems to be, um, there's a there's sobriety seems to be going on. He's spreading the word. I follow him on Instagram. He posts a lot of videos with the family and uh, the family and, and uh, other jackass crew members that he's reuniting with. It's, it's cool. 
What, what's the music we're playing? This is about him. He uh, really loved oh, yeah. and loves Billy Vello. Yeah, that's that right. The, guy? The, the lead the singer. singer. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was a huge fan of this band. Uh, so, yeah, Bam, hopefully, like anybody, you know, who, who has uh, substance issues, he's, he's bounced back and forth and struggled with it, and, and uh, I hope that he has uh, found a happy place. Cause, yeah. Uh, we are certainly longtime friends of Bam, so we just haven't talked to him in a while. So, happy birthday to you, Bam, 41 years old today. Steve, yes. the name of that movie was War, Inc., War Incorporated with uh, Hillary Duff. She does a sexy dance in it, and uh, you are right. It gets pretty graphic. Really? Yes. I did not know of this. And a scorpion? And a scorpion. Yeah, there's a scorpion involved. Oh, yeah, wow. there's, we're watching a little bit of the footage. It's yeah. pretty... Yeah, John Cusack movie. I don't know the movie, but I guess his sister's in it, too. John and Joan. But anyway, yeah, she does some stuff where her hands go down her pants. That don't look like no Hillary <laughs> Duff. <laughs> wow. That's not my Hillary That's Duff. That's not my Hillary Duff. Look right. at this. This is good. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question before the year 1935. Uh, what did the term computer refer to? And I will go to Nancy. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. All right, Nancy, before 1935, what did the term computer refer to? One who does math equations. A person, uh-huh. yes. We'll go with it. Yes. Yeah. Hang on a second, Nancy. Yeah, in the in the movie Hidden Figures, they keep referring to the women as computers. computers. We yeah. need a computer up here. And that's what they did. They would compute. All that data, and sure enough, uh, they ended up turning that into a uh, contraption, a, uh, a thinking uh, box, a thinking box, if you will. So we are going to give <clears throat> Nancy a fifty dollars dining credit and an overnight stay uh, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Winner of seventeen Best Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suits Suites, sorry. <laughs> Spa and favorite (laughs) casino resort. Indoor and outdoor dining is now available. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. Visit Hard Rock Hotel Hotel Atlantic City. Dot com. All right, uh, let's start with the box office. Yay, we We have one. We we have a box office. Uh, Let's see, the top ten. Or we'll start at number ten and work our way up. Uh, The Last Shift, followed by Akira. Shortcut, Broken Hearts Gallery was number seven. Infidel was number six. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back yeah. is number five on the list. How about that? Followed by Break the Silence, Unhinged. Number two is The New Mutants. And remaining at number one is Tenet. Uh, and it made $3.4 million over the uh, weekend. So Blockbuster weekend for Tenet. It's starting to slowly uh, come back together, yeah. so we'll see how things go. All right, the lead story we're going to start with is after 16 years of sobriety, Dax Shepard uh, relapsed. Oh. Uh, the Parenthood actor sat on his armchair expert podcast, um, and, and he talks about this. There was... There was a stumble along the way. He he was in a, um, a motorcycle accident. We talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the most recent one got him uh, mixed up a bit. So he said. So here's here's the timeline. He said. So eight years into sobriety, uh, I've not done a, a single shady thing. There was nothing gray. But then his dad got sick, and he got into a motorcycle accident. And he said, I immediately called my sponsor and I said, I'm in a ton of pain, and I got to work today. And we have friends that have Vicodin. And he said, okay, you can take a couple of Vicodin to get through the day at work, but you have to go to the doctor, and you have to get a prescription, and you have to have Kristen dole out the prescription, being Kristen Bell's right. wife. So you have a sort of a safety check. He said at first it was fine, but then he became responsible for making sure that his dad got his meds, and he brought his own stash as his wife, Kristen, couldn't join him. He said, so I give him a bunch of Percocet, and then I go... 
I have a prescription for this. And I was in a motorcycle accident, and I'm going to take some, too. This is him recounting, mm. noting that he probably took twice of what his other prescription was. He said when he saw Kristen the next day, he was honest about what happened, and she told him to call AA. And she said, you clearly need someone in AA, uh, but I would say that if you're effed up from this accident, uh, you got high with your dad, keep it moving. You don't need to redefine it. You didn't lose eight years, which was so comforting, he said. So uh, that was eight years ago. And now I have this experience where I did that. I felt bad, but there wasn't really any fallout from it. Then I get hurt again. And he said uh, he was never self-administering his prescription medication. He began altering it when he would take the pills. So he said, maybe I don't want to take them at night because I can't sleep when I take them. So when I get my two at night, I don't actually eat them. And I keep them for tomorrow morning so that I can make it. Uh, the dose that I want it to be, so uh, he started. He was playing down, mental yeah, yeah, gymnastics. Yeah, he fell down that right that, uh, that slope. Now we have a few clips of. We him. do. Oh, okay. Is yeah, because I listened to this podcast on Saturday. Okay. Uh, and a lot of like as he's talking. Now he he eventually cops to everything. Yes. But as he's talking, I'm like, nah. I call I call BS on this one. I call yeah. BS on that one. Well, that's um, what happens with yeah. this. You know, you what start I mean? making excuses yeah. for yourself, and then you you know you allow people to co-sign your BS along the way. Right. And you're like, okay, well, this is the answer that I want. So this is the one that I'm going to listen to. But anyway, um, I, I was satisfied with the end of it. Right. Yeah. Okay, here's the first clip. Again, in my addicty brain, I'm like, I don't take them after four so I can sleep. I'm doing all the dishes and I'm being a dad and I'm interviewing people and the interviews seem to be going pretty well and it's feeling very manageable. And then primarily you start saying, what are you on or why are you different? And I start lying to you mm-hmm. and I'm lying to other people. Yep. This is his co-host he's talking mm-hmm. to, by the yeah. way. And... I know I have to quit, but my tolerance is going up so quickly that I'm now in a situation where I'm taking, you know, eight thirties a day. And I know that's an amount that's going to result in a pretty bad withdrawal. All right. And yeah, is that a lot case? It's a lot. Yeah. Eight thirties a day. I mean, you know, that's (laughs) it's a lot. That's 240 milligrams. Right. Am I doing my math right? Uh, I'm not sure. It seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's uh, 240 divided by five, right? Just to sort of like put it into perspective. Usually, Roughly five. Yeah. What's uh, that? F- well, I, I don't, don't talk to me. I don't have What's my that? Yeah. 45. Okay, so that's Sanders essentially you're taking what, you know, when you go to the doctor and they give you Percocet, they'll give you five milligram pills. Right, yeah. So you're taking essentially 45, mili- uh, 45 Percocets a day. So he was talking about Percocets in this podcast? Well, it, yeah. And, uh, well, Vicodin, 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 Vicodin yeah. and Percocet. Gotcha. It, it, it started with Vicodin, then it moved to Percocet. All right, and this is him when he got to where he's weaning himself off drugs. You and I are driving in the car. And I'm now on my, like, fourth lie to you of the day. And I just can't. I can't do it. I can't. um, I I just, I'm gaslighting you, and I know I am, and I'm making you feel crazy, and I'm making Kristen feel crazy. I start crying a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I say I have something to tell you, but I want to tell you and Kristen at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then I tell you guys everything. Yeah. I give you the remaining stuff I have, and I say, please help me, because I'm not doing this well. Yep. So he wants to do like a step-down program, I guess? I don't know. All right, this is, uh, it says reset sobriety clock. Right. Yeah, so this is the part that I was like, mm, I'm not buying it, because his, his, and they call it, your, you know, your drug of choice, your DOC. 
And his drugs of choice, it was cocaine and alcohol, right? right? So he was like, I wasn't relapsing with cocaine or alcohol, so I don't know. I don't think I need to reset my, my sobriety clock. Because, dude, let me when you, when you get to 16 years, like, that's that's a lot of work. You, you put in a lot. And you, and you don't want to start over. Or say that you have to start so over. So you're trying to justify. And, and you know, so I, I don't know where this clip takes over, but. All right, here we go. If you got more than seven days, you got more than me. So you're my elder, and I look up to you, and, uh, you know, onward and upward. That's that, I think. That's that. All right. Thanks for your honesty. So he was saying at that point, he's saying if you have more than seven days, the clock has been reset. Yeah. So it's it's like my, my brother, 14, 15 years, um, he, there, there was uh, my sister-in-law suffered a miscarriage. And and he fell off temporarily, and he he did it in, in a half-hearted way. He wanted to get you know caught. exposed and mm-hmm. caught, and now he's back and he's doing well. So he doesn't discount that, but his in his mind, it's it started. He's doing very well now, but he's the count has started over again. All right, listen, like when you go to a business and it says you know that you know it was how many days without incident, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And somebody has an incident, yeah. even if it was a minor incident, clock goes back to zero regardless, right? right. So, but. You know, I, I just know because, listen, I got eight and a half years, eight years and actually seven months and, and change now. Um, and like I have these dreams. Right. And that's not it's 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 not uncommon. Right. And you have a dream where you like you have a drink or you take a drug or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. Like now, like I just lost all that time. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, thank God. So just dude, I, I worked really hard to get where I so am. So at this right point, does some a dream like that constitute a nightmare for you? Uh, no, no, yeah, it's yeah. just, no, it's not a nightmare, but, um, but it, it, you know, like you, you work really, really hard. And, right. Um, so I understand, but it, it goes to this, it goes to the perennial, the, the, the foundational statement one day at a time. Yeah. Which is, that's it. which is a, a delightful TV show, but it's hard to do, you know, in reality. <laughs> you can't get 16 years if you don't have one day. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, there you go. Yep. All right, well, he's starting over. Good for him. So good for him, absolutely. And good for his honesty. How about this? Joe Montana and his wife Jennifer prevented the attempted kidnapping of their nine-month-old grandchild uh, by a home intruder on Saturday. This is an incredibly freaky story. So weird. Yeah, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department has said Saturday that Montana told deputies his grandchild was sleeping in a playpen when a woman entered their Malibu home and grabbed the baby. Montana's wife confronted the woman, later identified as Sodzai Dalzell, and asked her to give uh, give them back their grandchild. Uh, Jennifer was able to pry the baby from the woman after a scuffle. Dalzell fell, but was uh, later uh, arrested. Or she fled, but was later arrested and charged with kidnapping and burglary. Deadbeat took my baby. Uh, 64-year-old Montana tweeted, scary situation, but thankful that everybody is doing well. We appreciate respect for our privacy at this time. You have to be freaky. Like, you, your mind probably, how do you even process that? What the hell is happening? Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. It's got to be very confusing and, uh, and a really weird situation, but, uh, but Joe... Handle it, of course, to the man. American and hero. And then he the baby up and then spike the baby yeah. into it. Dailed it! Yeah! Still got it! Speaking of babies, baby makes four for Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. Aww. After months of rumors, uh, Timberlake's fellow NSYNC group member Lance Bass confirmed that the pair welcomed a second child earlier, earlier this year. They successfully keep things pretty quiet. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, we didn't even know that he had transitioned until last Wednesday. Uh, Bass had said uh, the baby is cute, of course. It's Justin and Jessica. 
Uh, and he was uh, on a podcast talking about it. And while Bass wouldn't go into detail about Timberlake and Beale's second child, he did share that NSYNC members knew before everyone else. And uh, their group chat is now all about babies and the newborn. Uh, he uh, laughed when uh, he was asked what the name was. He said, that's a good question. Justin would kill me. So is they're not it's giving milk up. steak, Preston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In July, reports had emerged that Beale gave birth to their second child, a boy, but the private couple has not confirmed had not confirmed the reports. Thirty nine year old singer and thirty eight year old already shared five year old uh, Silas in November. Timberlake uh, had or no period in November. Timberlake had uh, headlines uh, for all the wrong reasons when, of course, he was photographed snuggling up late night with his Palmer co star Alicia Wainwright at a bar, and then he later apologized and. They're doing just fine. Ah, uh, they're doing great, those kids. Speaking of doing fine, Ben Affleck has moved into the $20 million home he purchased after his official split from Jennifer Garner in 2018. He plans to have his fiance in waiting Ana de Armas, join him there as well. That's got to be exciting. The 13,453-square-foot spread in the Pacific Palisades has been set up with a children's playground, with swings, a pool... With a built-in slide, a trampoline, a pro ping-pong table. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Gardner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. That's the groundskeeper. Uh, And an outdoor barbecue area. He shares uh, daughters Violet, Serafina, and Samuel uh, with Gardner, of course. The source said the house has become Ben's sanctuary. And it's been the ideal place for him to make a totally fresh start. Might we refer to it as his bat cave? Uh, the kids <laughs> spent a ton of time there, and Ben has decked it out uh, to incorporate his clean lifestyle, plus offer them features to make uh, make it lots of fun when they come over. Uh, all told, there are seven bedrooms, seven full baths, two half baths, an indoor spa, a screening room, and other amenities. Let me say again, it's 13,453 square feet. That <laughs> it is fun. Uh, yeah. For how many people again? Uh, uh, probably just, well, there's three kids and the two of them. Yeah, so, yeah. five people, yeah. So there's, uh, the source said there's a lot of talk that uh, Ben and Anna will make things official soon, and this will serve as their main L.A. home. Really? Uh, they spend a ton of time here at the moment, although Anna has, to, has still kept her place in Venice Beach. Uh, but they're head over heels in love and uh, in this for the long term. So their mutual friends are convinced it's just a matter of timing before they are engaged. Don't you hate it when you can't keep track of your homes and you're like, oh, my God, which how big, which is my biggest home? Which one should I make my permanent home? It's so embarrassing when yeah. I make that mistake out loud. Oh, my God. People I, oh, that's that's ridiculous. This is the home I want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's a nice looking house. And 13,000 feet, obviously, is square feet. It's, that's a lot. But it, $20 million is an astounding amount of money for a home that I'm looking at some aerial shots of. It's just... Well, the yard is small. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, and you're right next to your neighbors. And listen, of course, it's And your neighbor's poorly sure. Well, you're, there's very little space in between your house and your neighbor's home. It's just... All I'm saying is the real estate in Los Angeles is insane. Oh, my God, yes. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, let uh, Listen to this. Uh, Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie are expecting their first oh, child. You're the baby bringer. The Game of Thrones star (laughs) shared a good news in the latest episode of Make Magazine. Uh, The 33-year-old reflected on the Tudor Manor house that she and Harrington moved into in East Anglia. No, Anglia. Where's Anglia? I have no idea. A-N-G-L-I-A. I've never even heard. I think you're making it up. East Anglia. (laughs) I'm not wearing my glasses. I'm going to be making it up. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, that's Los Angeles. <laughs> it's, uh, Eastern England. Probably. Oh, okay. okay, gotcha. Just north of London. Uh, it's so, a lovely little hamlet. Uh, Rose, I think this is Rose commenting. She said it's incredibly old. We have a thatched roof, which currently has an enormous hornet's nest in it. Uh, I do love to think about the house and all the people who lived there. Bees. La, 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 la. <sighs> bees. Oh, dear heaven, bees. She was thinking about the people who lived there. Were they happy? How did they live? All the families passing under these ancient beams. What a glorious thing to be able to run into the countryside and recoup. It's a great privilege to be surrounded by greenery, <laughs> birdsong, and hedgerow. Oh, yes, absolutely. And our delightful... I wonder how many bums have sat upon this toilet. And our delightful neighbors. <laughs> yes, it's so peaceful. Uh, In the shire here. With their thatched roofs and their bees. I said, would you prepare me a Pop-Tart before I enter my long journey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we only have Eggos this morning. The frozen waffles. Mm-hmm. They'll have to do. Indeed. Uh, so, <laughs> so they they wonder how things are for the people who came before them as they live in the Shire. But lovely uh, bucolic existence, thatched mm-hmm. roof cottage, mm-hmm. moments of wistful nostalgia. May I remind you, we've had both of them in the studio. Yeah. Uh, they were both really super sweet people. Yeah, I I have a total crush on her. She's, she's just she's got great. That beautiful. Uh, you know, ivory skin and red yeah. hair, and she was super duper nice when she was here. And I love Game of Thrones. And she was topless during our interview. Uh, that was yeah. really nice. So wild to too. Uh, so anyhow, they're happy, and they got a baby on the way. How about that? And she's worked Steve. with the great Vin Diesel person. <laughs> I'm not done with baby news. Oh I am, wow! I am the baby bringer. <laughs> I am the baby it's bringer today. Time for Preston's maternity ward. Uh, Gigi Hadid. Oh! And Zion Malik welcomed their baby girl on her farm in rural Pennsylvania. Oh! Where in rural Pennsylvania is this again? Outside of New Hope. Yeah, out in Bucks County. Mm -hmm. Okay, in Bucks County. Ding! Yeah. (laughs) Put one up there, Cass. Well, good for them. Uh, The trio have been isolating there since May. They uh, must be listening to us. I assume that they're they listening have to us. every day, right? How could they not It's be? probably the one thing that's helped her get through morning sickness. Uh, their baby arrived on September 19th. Uh, in recent months, the pair have also been splitting their time between Pennsylvania and Manhattan. Mm. Uh, so they got a baby. So they're right near New Hope. They can buy all their witchcraft stuff right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, do you have the story about the Im- uh, impractical... Joker's guy no. getting married. He got married no. in Bucks County. Which one? Uh, what? The bald guy. What's his name? Mur. Mur. Mur? Hold on. Mur. Mur got married. I did not Mur. know. It did not even know he was engaged. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, because Joe's already married. Um, oh, congrats to Mur. Here, you, you have verification. Yeah, he posted on on his Instagram. No kidding. All right, James Murray. He's a great guy. Do you have a picture of the wife? Uh, yeah, it's a, a rel- relatively shot, uh, far away shot, Steve. Uh, but she's beautiful, as you would uh, imagine. She's a lovely young lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got married Congratulations to Bird. They did, yeah. Okay, nice. Doesn't everyone? Her name uh, is... The Lake uh, House Inn in Bucks County. Melissa Melissa Davies, or Melissa N. Davies, I'm not sure. But her uh, Instagram handle is Melissa Davies. Well, good on Murr, man. Nice. Congratulations. All right. Uh, how about this? They're not married any longer, but they did have a reunion. Drew Barrymore reunited with her ex-husband, Tom Green, after not speaking with him since their divorce in 2002. So I watched this interview. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. Uh, the 49-year-old comedian joined uh, Barrymore on her talk show on Friday. Uh, the host said that uh, she felt safety and contentedness 
during her relationship with him. Uh, he, she had said, when you say 20 years, sometimes it's the blink of an eye, and sometimes you're like, oh, my God, we've lived so much in these last 20 years. Uh, you've had a whole life. I've had a whole life. And it's just really nice to come together and check in and talk about it. It thrills me to no end. I think the world of you, and I celebrate you, and I always have and always will. And he said, it's been too long. It's nice to reconnect. Uh, we really did not talk for about 15 years. And I guess, uh, and this is really the first time that we've looked at each other in the face, uh, face-to-face in 15 years. That huh. was a version of Tom Green I had never seen before. When he, when he In that interview, he was just, uh, but it was very... It was very dialed in and compassionate, and uh, they were people who obviously cared about each other. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was um, it, it was kind of strange because you know normally on a talk show yeah. it's, it's just about interviewing us. So what have you been up right. to? Tell us what's going on. But it was a real personal thing thing that they yeah. had uh, back and forth. And and Tom's such an odd. Funny guy. <laughs> he had a dog with him? He yeah, had, yeah. He had, he's really into uh, animal, uh, you know, rescue and safety and, and all that. Dog and, and fighting. So, he has a ring. He has a dog fighting <laughs> ring on the side. He keeps that on the down low. Okay. But, yeah, he brought a puppy with him. Uh, so, But it was it was an interesting um, uh, reunite. You know what I'm finding and, and sort of humorous is, is now in some of the spacing that they're doing as they're getting back into this, the, uh, the studios, some people are sitting far apart. So far apart. I don't know if you saw Jake Tapper's <laughs> interview with Jill Biden over the weekend. It, it, it seemed like he was sixty yards away from her, sitting outside. Like a At that point, just call her. Yeah, right. Is it like uh, when we did the uh, oh the thing at the spectrum? Yeah, <laughs> oh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like, why are you even doing so this? How are you doing today? Here's my feeling about that, Drew. I mean, you were always special to me. What? I my feeling. He said, you were always special to me. What? I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> How is the show? Is it any good? I... I, I it didn't it hasn't done much for me. Well, I've watched she's likable because yeah. I really she, like her. She, I, I agree, but her interviewing skills are not quite on it. Uh. I think so. her lisp is adorable though. Oh, she, she's is. cute yeah, as yeah, hell, yeah, and yeah. I do like her. It's so <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm enjoying this. So Drew Barrymore and Tom Green back together. All right, here's a follow-up to a story I had last week. Uh, the lawyers representing Bill Murray's golf apparel company uh, sent a humorous response to the Doobie Brothers after the band had issued a similarly comedic letter that accused Murray of using their Listen to the Music song in ads without compensation. To put the 2020 into perspective... The Doobie Brothers have faced off against Bill Murray in yeah. conflict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the firm representing uh, Murray's golf company, uh, Yoff and uh, Cooper, responded by saying on Friday night, uh, first, I would like to compliment you on finding levity in the law at a time when the world and this country certainly could use a laugh. Your client's demand was able to cut through the noise of the news cycle and remind us how much we all miss live music these days, the, the lead attorney wrote. Right. Uh, we would also like to confirm that uh, both our firm and the good folks at William Murray Golf are indeed fans of the Doobie Brothers music, which is why we appreciate your 
firm's choice of taking it to the streets <laughs> rather than to the courts, <laughs> which are re- already overburdened minute by minute with real problems. Yeah. Uh, the lawyer then noted that uh, Howard King, an attorney for the law firm representing the Doobie Brothers, also represented Robin Thicke during that singer's Blurred Lines battle against the Marvin Gaye estate and added that the Doobie Brothers were not harmed by the golf company's commercials. They he's, lost that case, by the way, with Robin Thicke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a different circumstance okay. is what he's saying. The, golf, the, the, the Doobie Brothers are not harmed by the golf company's commercials. In the immortal words of Mr. Murray, the more relaxed you are, the better you are at everything. So let's pour one up and unwind with a, a listen of the recently released Quadio box set and plan to cross paths as a Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary in 2021. When some level of normalcy resumes, he wrote, uh, as your client so aptly stated in the, this classic song in question, what the people need is a way to make them smile, which both Bill and the Doobies have been doing for decades as world-class entertainers. Uh, he closed out his response by offering to send William Murray golf shirts to each member of the band. He said, and hopefully when each of you over as new fans of the brand, at least that's what this fool believes, he wrote. So, well, that's nice. I don't know if they'll stop using the song or not. He didn't indicate that in that response. So <laughs> we'll see you in court. We'll have to see how that uh, fully plays out. M. Night Shyamalan announced that he is working on his next project. Uh, he had written uh, or tweeted out, uh, feels like a miracle that I'm standing here shooting the first shot of my new film and it's called Old. Uh, the post included an outdoor photo of him wearing a face mask and holding a black and white clapperboard with the film's title. It's When you see stuff like that, when you see Shyamalan at work, you just get excited. Uh, the message also features a poster with the silhouettes of human bodies falling to the bottom of an hourglass. Uh, written across the poster is a new trip from writer-director M. Night Shyamalan. It's only a matter of time, July 2021. Uh, a few, de- few details about the project or no. The rumors are that it is loosely a sequel to Raising Stripes. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> no. I don't know any of the names uh, that uh, that are in this film. Uh, Rufus Sewell, Embeth um, uh, Davidits, uh, Emin Elliott. There's it's a whole Daly. list of people I've never heard before. Claude Balls. Huh. Uh, so old is one of the first movies to go into production in the United States after the pandemic had closed down the film and TV industries for months. So we were talking to at it when we were at the uh, Burke Kreischer concert president at the, at the show. Uh, one of the stagehands there was working on the TV show Servant, and they had gone into a production bubble, you know, for the the COVID protection, and they were working on the series. So I wonder how far along they are. That's the second season of Servant. If you haven't watched it on Apple TV, you should. It's great. One last thing, Stephen, this is for you. Two albums in one year. That's how Korean pop group BTS is blessing <laughs> fans in 2020. Goddamn right. The group's management agency announced on Twitter that B, B-E, uh, is the name of it, will be released in November or on November 20th. So their second album this year is coming out. The full title is Ah, B. Ah, B's. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Do you know what BTS stands for? It has it in here. No, I do not. Uh, it stands for Beyond the Scene. What? Yeah. So cool. BT. <laughs> That's so cool. Makes you love them even more. That released their, uh, their album was released, uh, their first album was released in February, by the way. Uh, because BTS felt they needed to give their fans new music amid these challenging times, they dropped their first full English song, Dynamite, in August. Uh, the song broke the YouTube record for most views in a 24-hour period, racking up 101.1 million views. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. 
All right, we doing clips? Yeah, man. All right, let's do them. Sometimes Love Island contestants don't realize who they're meant to be with until their co-lover leaves the island. That's what I always say. In this clip, cast member Connor Trot discusses how he felt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. About his co-star Mackenzie after she left. Here we go. I didn't know in my Love Island experience to be with anyone else. It was very unexpected to have Mackenzie leave as early as she did. And I do think if we had more time together, then we would have been back together during our time in the show. It, it did not take me long at all to realize that I didn't want to be there for any longer. And so I did feel like my time had come, although it was not at the same time as Mackenzie's, but I did feel it inside. Shut the f- Connor Trot, ladies and gentlemen. You could hear in that interview or that response the amount of edits it took to put that into yeah, a cohesive yeah, yeah. sentence. A uh, new episode of Love Island is on CBS tonight. That is at 9 o'clock. Oh, Nick just pulled up their Instagram page. I mean, yeah. they're all genetically, physically, I yeah. should say, not genetically. They're all physically perfect. It's unbelievable. My wife accidentally happened across the show one night. And she goes, have you ever seen this show, Love Island? Oh, yeah, yeah, I... I she goes, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Did you have fun watching it? It, she, to make she, fun of? it was like it was like you know you couldn't tear yourself away. Yeah. It's that bad. Shell had flipped on a show and it was Ninety Day Fiance and yeah. it was a scene and I just go, what the f is this? <laughs> what the f is this? And I've seen Ninety Day Fiance yeah. before, but it's just you know <laughs> these shows, man. All right, here's the next clip. Uh, the animated Juggernaut Family Guys celebrated its 350th episode last night after premiering in 1999. And in this clip, Seth MacFarlane discusses his inspiration for creating the character Quagmire. When I was a kid, I used to enjoy listening to old radio dramas on tape. You know, like The Shadow and The Lone Ranger and whatnot. They used to sell them in my local bookstore. And the commercials were always guys who talk like this. Autolite spark plugs are just right for your automobile. <laughs> and it was it was such a specific mid-Atlantic dialect of the time that everybody was using. And so I kind of started there, and then somehow he turned into this lunatic pervert. Oh, yeah, man. It was great. Go ahead. Family Guy airs Sunday nights, 9.30 on Fox, by the way. It was great to have all new animated shows on last night, The Simpsons. And uh, it was, you know, when you when you check your guide on the Xfinity menu and it's it says new, it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> new episodes premiering. New stuff. Yeah. All right, that's it. It's my entertainment report. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back in just a moment or two, and we will uh, have our forward momentum continue on this Monday morning. Stay with us. WMMR.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's local shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. I was going to say that as of now, there is zero sperm count in this studio. But not quite yet, because you got to wait a little while. Nick just got a vasectomy over the weekend. And then you still have some swimmers for like a month or yeah. so, at least. Yeah, six weeks, a month, something like that. Uh, I got it on Friday, and it's funny, Preston. I was talking to a friend uh, who also had one a, a few months back, and he never did the follow-up test. And so he didn't know, he doesn't know, uh, if his sperm count has actually been reduced to where it's supposed to go. Dude, you got, you have to do that. That's, I've I've heard story after story yeah. Yeah. of people who have gotten pregnant post 
vasectomy because they didn't follow through, or they got a they got a bad test result back, and yeah. and it and thought they were in the clear, and we're not. I have heard stories of that. Well, happening. so what ha- what happens Is if you like, are not in the clear? It's like draining the the brake lines right afterwards. I guess so. Yeah. It's been explained to me before, Kath, but it's been so long. Like do you have to go back in for another. Yeah. Oh, you do. You, you got to go in. You have to give them a semen sample. Oh no, but I mean, do you have to go in for another procedure if? Now, if it didn't take for some reason, yeah, I don't, like no. if you're still, if they're still seeing a sperm count, not that I know. I mean, like it, it can, or is con- it just time? It can, it's just time. Okay, you you continue to have the Got the you. live sperm, yeah, uh, and for a certain one night of- only, live no. sperm. Nick, maybe you're you're fresh off this. Do you, yeah. do you remember all the information? I don't because they gave me a lot of the information when I was on propofol still. Ah. So uh, I don't remember everything that they told me. Yeah. They did give me uh, explicit directions that they wrote down. Um, Steve uh, slash Michael, I love propofol. Yeah. It was, it's, I hadn't had it in a long time. Maybe I've, I don't know if I've ever actually had it before, but I got completely knocked out. I know some people when they get their vasectomy, they get local or general anesthesia um, and they get, you know, numb down there. But I, I was out like a light. Me too. Yeah. When I had it done... I'm like, I want you to, I know you can't, you know, they, they don't put you under general anesthetic, but they can, they can make you so loopy and yeah. pass out that you're just, you essentially don't remember anything. They gave I'm me like, some, that's what I Why want. would you opt to be, do know. you, like, if, for example, if you're the kind of person that goes in while the guy's working at your car, on your car, I think uh, just that range, no, put me out. Yeah. I, I don't think they. I had to find out about that. I'm like, oh, I can request that? Well, so I had a consult yeah. on Monday. It they was... should do that during haircuts. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, Dr. Mason was the name of the doctor. He was great. And I also want to thank Dr. Gugger, uh, who's a huge fan of the show. Uh, Nicole and Alicia, who were, um, and Cheryl, who were some of the nurses that took care of me. Uh, Kathy name was is Dr. Was... Mason. They're going to snip your balls. <laughs> he, uh, Dr. Puneet Mason. He was great. Oh, uh, very um, nice. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, so I want to thank the entire staff because half of them listened to the show, which was really cool. And That's they were, great. We were talking about... MMR and Preston and Steve. Is that cool as they're between your legs? Well, Kath, here's the thing. If you're going to go in and get a vasectomy, you just got to throw shame right out the window, right? There's no reason to be at all embarrassed. You know why you're there. They know why you're there. Everything's going to be out and exposed, and you're you're naked to begin with. And and listen, who who cares at this point? They've seen it before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Been there, seen that. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I get there. I went right after the show on Friday. Uh, got my, my girlfriend drove me down, checked me in, um, and it was relatively quick. I was out of there by like 2.30 in the afternoon or how, whatever. How long um, was the full duration? So by the time I, you I, arrived I, to the time you left, how many hours? I got there at 11.30, checked in at 11.30. Yeah. I think they started, the, they wheeled me back at about 12.30. And mm-hmm. then Preston, right before they gave me the propofol, they gave me some um, cocktail of something else. And the, the, the uh, anesthesiologist said... This is going to make you feel like you drank a six-pack in about a minute. Yep. And I did. It was, yep. felt cold going into the IV. Yeah. Uh, and then they they you, you feel drunk yep. fast. Yep. And then they put you up on the operating table, and I don't remember what happened after that. That's and, the way I woke up. That's the way it was for me, Nick. They hit me with it, and I was like, I felt like I just did three straight shots of, yeah. of tequila, and I was just like, whoa, dude. Right. <laughs> so I, I wonder. It was great. <laughs> yes. When I had the colonoscopy, it was the first time I had the propofol ever. Okay. And it, of course, you know, I've never been drunk i've never i've never so my experience with any stuff like that was i was a, in virgin territory it was pretty good it's pretty good yeah and and, and it, it, <laughs> you also it's because you wake up and your blankets all over and you're you're sort of like cocooned yeah well, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah you must love me yeah. you love me so cheryl and nicole were there when i woke up and they were like really kind and caring yeah. and yeah you're like drunk yeah. and out of it um and steve you know we've talked about michael jackson a million times but he was addicted to propofol because it helped him sleep. And right, Ambro. I don't know. 
I don't know how that at all was healthy. It turns out no, it's it, not. Was, it was not. Right. I mean, he had he had full IV bottles. Yeah, he had an IV drip that he would use to sleep through the night. Oh my! God. I mean, he was he, the amount was so excessive. Here's a good indicator: his doctor did jail time. Right? Yes. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. man, is it a wonder drug? Because as soon as you get it, you're out, and it was it was really pleasant. And then when I woke up from it, I just felt like kind of drunk, hungover. I not, swear not by it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you guys are explaining it like that because I did. I had it once as well. I had an endoscopy, and I hated every minute of it. Like the from propofol. The, yeah, like like when it started. When I started to get that feeling, and it was quick, and then I was out. I don't remember anything. Um, but then when I woke up, I felt terrible. And really, I, I felt terrible for the entire. day. Day. I said I said to the doctor, I go, you did not inform me that I was going to need the rest of the day to be on the couch. Now, I don't know if it affected me differently or what, but I slept the entire day. And I remember we had, I had to come into work the next day and I was like, I'm never going to be able to go to sleep tonight. Sure enough, I did. I huh. slept through the entire night and I had it in the morning. I had it done in the morning. Well, when I went, when I went to get this allergy test on, I've told you guys this before, I, I had a reaction. And so they're, they're going to have to give me Benadryl. And they said, well, you're not going to be able to, do you have somebody to drive you home? I'm like, no. I'm like, you know, well, we're going to give you this. You're not going to be able to drive home. And I'm like, pshaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll wait it fine. out for an hour or two. I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> they hit me up with it. I'm like, I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I was hammered. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they sometimes <laughs> that juice they give Where you. Where's my keys to the Humvee? We'll do it up for you. Um, hang on a second here. Uh, Dave had one two weeks ago. Let me go to him. We're talking about uh, vasectomies. Nick just had one on Friday. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey Nick, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'm only joking. Uh, okay. I just had it done uh, two weeks ago. And uh, when I went in there, I, I kind of, like Nick was saying, you kind of go in there with the expectations of everybody already seeing your uh, your your manhood. Your equipment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't the big thing. Uh, what hurt the most, honestly, besides the little pinch of the burn of the needle, was when he had to uh, locate the, uh, the the tube part there. It just had a dull, achy um, pinch. And, uh, so you were awake. Uh, yes, I was completely awake. And I was in there maybe a total of 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Dave, did they give you the yeah. option? Uh, they did give me the option. I I don't know why, but I just felt like I didn't need to do it. Um, so yeah, I went in. I couldn't see anything. They cleaned me down there. Um, and like I said, the worst part was when they had to. Uh, I guess they pinched to kind of feel where your uh, tube is. Uh, that was the, I the worst part. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't even given the option. Um, and if I had, I, I would have chosen the way that I went anyway. I, I was completely fine with it. But did you? Um, did you smell like any burning or anything like that? Oh, God. No, surprisingly, I didn't smell anything. I didn't like. No, I didn't hear anything. Wait, um, is the doctor barbecuing while he's doing all this? Uh, no, I've heard like there's who wants ribs? There's cauterization, and you oh can, really? Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes yeah. you will smell. The, I don't want to smell that. Yeah, I don't want to smell that either. I yeah. was yeah, happy no, being I passed out. I didn't smell anything. I didn't. I didn't see any smoke. Uh, so I was good. But yeah, the 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 part that took the longest was they were having computer problems. So wow. I was okay. in the waiting room for thirty minutes. But when I went back there, I was in and out in probably twenty minutes. Smelling burning while they're working on your balls in a general area, yeah, I'm like, that would be very, very unnerving. Wow. Yeah, uh, can yeah, you put that fire out there? In uh, 90 days uh, to make sure that, uh, that, that I can't produce any more yep. children. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. So, Nick, I didn't want to tell you about this beforehand, and I don't want to tell anybody who's planning on this procedure, 
beforehand, but sometimes accidents happen, things things go incorrectly. So if you're getting one, turn the radio down for a moment. Uh, and, and a friend of mine, a friend of ours, we all yeah. know him, uh, recently had one done, and it went bad. Oh, no. Oh, God. So much so that he showed me and Rochelle pictures of the post thing. and like his ca- Not only swollen, I mean, like... It turned. Now he's Caucasian, but it turned black. Well, so I've heard bruising. Well, there may be an upside. No, to that. I'm, I mean, like, oh my god, like swelled up to the size of a coconut. Oh boy, and black not only on on his uh, his testicles, but all around. Oh my god, his yeah. his uh, thighs and stuff. It was all blood. You know, it was yeah. uh, they had uh, had leaked and and uh, and it was nasty. And he he had pain and all kinds of problems. So when I had the prostate surgery, that in that in the general area, the genitals and around, um, the, the, you yeah. Blood, you have that sort of situation, and the blood gets reabsorbed by the body. But that is a little disconcerting to see that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Preston, look at this text that I highlighted. Uh, let's see. I had the one in 5,000 bad experience. Ended up with black nuts the size of a Florida orange. There you go. Oh That's exactly God. what you're talking about. Yep, yep. That's exactly. a band name. <laughs> We're black nuts the size of a Florida orange. Well, fortunately, I had a little bit of swelling, but no black nuts, and uh, and I think that it's gone well. But yeah, I'll go back for the test. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that does not sound good. No, and it was uh, he was he had pain. I mean, it didn't just look bad; it, it hurt. Okay, so he had some issues with that. And, Remember uh, that is a, that is a small percentage, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And, also, uh, it's a, if you're thinking about it for birth control, which is why I did it, it's a volunteer, volunteer uh, sterilization. Um, it's a much easier and um, less invasive uh, procedure than getting your tubes tied. Uh, right. Some women consider that, and that's really invasive. So if you are considering it for birth control purposes, uh, vasectomy is easier than uh, getting your tubes tied. I wonder if some of the uh, some of the staff now listen. Everybody's professional while you're right. getting this done, but I wonder if they if they chit chat afterwards about they what, must. what oh, they've seen. On. Why would if, if they see somebody who yes, comes in and 100%. is either very very well endowed and impressive, yeah. or the opposite? Yeah. And uh, why if wouldn't they have you? A fun, right, especially if you're sitting around coffee cake in the cafeteria. Yeah, it's just work chat. Guess who's got it? Incredibly small penis. Yes. <laughs> he works in local news. He's on the radio. It's <laughs> on the radio. It's unbelievable. It's microphallus. Right. Like, you know, Steve, they're like, you guys listen to Preston and Steve, right? Hey. Well, you know that guy Nick on the Hurricane show? Schwartz, <laughs> the size of a Volvo. Hey. Unbelievable. It's always the people you never expect. His foreskin could be a pool cover. Oh, my God. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, let me go to let me go to Josh. Hi, Josh. You are on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Josh? So I, I uh, you mentioned if you smell it or not. And when I went the the, the doctor, I mean, I was wearing a Yankee shirt. We, he started calling Yankees with me and stuff, and he was just doing the thing. And I smelled it. He was burning it, and it is one of the weirdest. Like, oddest smells I've ever smoked in my life. Smells like burning dong, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, it was just... Now, did it smell, did it smell like, like meat? Could... Did it smell like burning, you know, like uh, charring meat or anything like that? Yes, but it, like, it's got, like, a, a weird, like, foul smell to it. And I guess maybe that's because of the sterilization process. Like chicory? They should waft in. They should waft in the smell of of bacon, like artificially, yeah, yeah. like cooking bacon, and you're just like, oh my god, mm, this man. smells fantastic. Yeah, get, I, cut me off a slice of that. That might even be maple. I, I Try this. Like, he he hands you a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Try this. What is it? Uh, it's tube steak. So, Josh, did you feel anything? 
Yes, like uh, like you feel the needle. Oh. You feel when they're finding the tube, they, they pinch a little bit, and then when they're doing it, you feel pressure. Like they're they're just like moving everything around. It's you know another day in the office. What it, so the tube that they're looking for is that what they call the the vas difference? Vas difference. Yeah. Okay, uh, and so that's that's the main that is the main uh, sperm shoot, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And right. when they find it, and they cut you open, and they find it, and he grabs hold of it, do whatever he's doing. They, uh, you feel them like tugging on it. Now, and does the like, does the actual doctor, the way you siphon gas, does he have to put his mouth over it? And... <laughs> oh my God! Thank you, Josh. Thanks, man. Oh, doctor. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to feel that tugging. So why you know, should yeah, you? I'd rather. I'd rather not. Listen, the, I mean, the, the thing is, that they, of course, they they believe there's a risk factor of putting someone under. But I yeah. mean, they, they, in this day and age, if you can opt out of having your nuts your nuts cooked in front of you, uh, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, I have no recollection of the procedure itself. There's a, there was a little bit of uh, pain afterwards, but it's mostly just it's like getting tapped in the balls and then living with that for a few days. And so I didn't have anything on the agenda this weekend. I sat at home with a frozen pack on my on my groin, and you just. Don't move very much and don't lift very anything, you know, and you're fine. So when I when I had my prostate removed, they they removed the prostate and they removed what they call the seminal vesicles. I okay, believe, yeah. So the, the actual anything that produces that's out, right? Uh, so um, I would I did not have to go through the um, you know cleaning out the pipes, uh, but it's pretty wild. I have a new nickname for you. I don't what? know why I just took no fuss, no muss, Morrison. Yes, <laughs> no towel necessary. No fuss, next, no muss, Morrison. <laughs> I'm so super clean. Oh, my God. Uh, hang on. Wayne's on his way to get a vasectomy oh, right oh, now. Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hey, how are you? Uh, we're good. How are you? I'm good. I'm on my way to the VA in Wilmington, Delaware, and they're going to be giving me a vasectomy. Wow. And how do you feel about this conversation we've been having? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, believe me, I'm so looking forward to this that if they made a home kit, I would do it myself. <laughs> You know what, Wayne? I, I agree. I was looking forward to it. It was something that I'd considered doing for a long time. And then I got—I had the consult last Monday, and he said they had an opening on Friday. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it as quickly as I possibly ca- uh, can." For the, I think probably the same reasons as you. So it's—it's it's not a big deal. I'm sure you're going to be just fine. So we can stick you in on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I no. I, I I just I can't wait. Like, and, and the, the 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 best part about all this is that I like to thank Uncle Sam for covering. <laughs> nice. God bless you for your service. Uh, it's the least we can do. Um. Uh, Hey, are you married, by the way, Wayne? I am, yes. Okay, and uh, do you guys have any kids? Yeah, we have two. Yep, yeah. All I right. have an eight-month-old and a two-year-old. Uh, two and through, and so you're you're jumping right into this to get this done. I, I had put it off, uh, which was dumb. I should have got it, gotten Young, it done a dumb, lot and full of... earlier, but was <laughs> it uh, was this a, um, a, a, a decision by the two of you? Um. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But it was it was something that I've kind of wanted for a while, um, and I just the timing was right, so it worked out. How well, elaborate a process is it to reverse these things? Does anybody thanks, know? Thanks, Wayne. I do not know. I've been advised that take this decision seriously yeah. because the it's like in a tattoo, the getting the reversal is uh, not fun, and it's possible. Um, but there's there's a joke in the office where Carell's like snip snap snip snap. It's it's painful. Yeah. Uh, and if you have to do it more than once, um, you you're not gonna enjoy it. All right. I wonder if if there have been people who have gone back and forth a few times with surgeries. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And and I wonder I if there's those... there's a potential that that it couldn't work right if yeah. they try to reverse it. Well, you with know? me, there's yeah. no way. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Unless you, get a, unless you get a donor. Right, or unless I get a tank on my back full of sperm. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> it's my sperm tank. <laughs> What's that, honey? Don't worry, baby. Oh, my God. That's, that's my baby tank. Uh, let me go to Ken. Hi, Ken. You're on the air. Hey, good morning. Sorry you guys are bothering me at work. <laughs> that's what we do. What's up, man? Hey, I just wanted to share with, me, share with you guys my awesome story of the vasectomy. Um, first off, it was medically necessary. Uh, my wife, uh, it was basically suggested we don't, you know, continue with. But uh, okay. anyways, uh, so um, I couldn't have botched the prep work any worse. <laughs> they Everywhere they said to shave, I didn't shave. <laughs> um, I get on the table, and these, two, and these nurses were very nice, very light and airy. But there's two of them. You know, this is like Dear Penthouse Forum stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, we'll take care of it for you. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. I'm thinking everything like Ninja Turtles right. and Waterfalls. And, <laughs> but so they get the shave in, and the doctor comes in and says, all right, and gets to talking and everything. And then I realize there's a lot of activity going on down there. And I said, whoa, did you get started? He goes, oh, yeah. And my blood pressure shoots up like the the, the uh, alarm starts going off. You're like, all right, calm down, calm oh down. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, I didn't know dude was getting in there right away. I mean, like, I thought we were going to talk a little bit. Right. You know, kind of ease me into it. A little bit of wine. Yeah, he just got into it. Well, best part of it is my ride never shows up. He overslept. His <laughs> was off. So they're like, hey, uh, are you ready to go? Uh, is your ride here? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the parking lot. No problem. <laughs> Well, I'm driving a cargo van, and so I got to, like, lift myself up into this thing. Not very comfortable. Uh. Um, they did the clamps. I didn't smell any burning, uh, but I uh, ended the day with uh, beer, a bag of peas, and I watched Pantera 3 all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the bag of peas is kind of the consistent, right? Any sort yeah. of, yeah, for a nice pack? Yeah, exactly. Yep. You can use that. I it's... used one of those and watched a lot of TV. And how uh, you watch a lot of Pantera? I did not watch any Pantera. I did watch that Challenger miniseries on uh, Netflix. That's really good. There you go. Yeah, and I watched the Octopus movie that I was making fun of on Friday, and it was right. great. <laughs> hey, here's uh, Dan who had a reversal. So okay. we can get this straight from him. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good. What's up, Dan? <laughs> so I went through with um, getting the reversal done and way more painful. Out for out for like three weeks of work. What? No, three weeks? weeks of work for, and the original process, the original vasectomy, is an outpatient procedure. Correct, and the reversal is an outpatient also. Oh, okay. But, but why, why that long of a recovery? Um, he's a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes that long for it to recover. It's, it's, and I was, as my wife is now saying, I'm older. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it took a long time. It, it was uh, very painful. So, so give it. Wow. So, the, the, so the original procedure. Give us a one to ten number for the pain, and then the reversal. Give us a one to ten number. The the original was like a really mild. I thought it was like a four. Okay, not very painful at all. But then the reversal was. You know, you're pushing twelve. Whoa! <laughs> Is that a ten? Yeah, out of ten. Yeah. Oh my I god! I mean, it, it, just this the, the stinging later on and things Oof. of that nature. Did they was, tell you going into it that it was going to be more painful? No. And I actually <laughs> followed up with my doctor recently, and I said, you really underestimated that threshold. He's like, yeah, I didn't really you know, want to tell you how painful it is. Bring in the reverser. Yeah, no kidding. That's what <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. 
Bring in the reverser. Stiff stop, stiff stop, stiff stop. <laughs> Barely, it's not that quick. Wow. All right, Dan, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Matt. Hi, Matt. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. No, what's up, Matt? So I had this procedure done, and I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, my wife and I had, for years, she had said, you know, we'd be more intimate if you would just go and get a vasectomy. Uh-huh. So I, said, I said, I, I don't believe it, so I'm going to call your bluff. And that's mm. basically why I did it. And uh, I was right. <laughs> Nothing really changed. <laughs> <laughs> you were taken. So, so I, I won, but at what cost? So I went in to do this, and the doctor first was very angry because I hadn't shaved properly. So he's like, give me the razor, nurse. And wow. they go to town, and you can't, your, your head's back. You can't see anything. But all of a sudden, I see this whiff of smoke coming up. And I look down. I said, are you guys having a weenie roast? What's going on down there? Because I, I did not know that that yeah. was going to happen. And it definitely had a very pungent odor. Wow. I didn't know that there was uh, the, the cauterizing uh, procedure, whatever they do, generated smoke. So, so how, how, I assume you have to porn star shave for this procedure, correct? No, the, the porn star what? The shave for your, 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 uh, yeah, your genitalia, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. And, uh, I thought I did a good job, but apparently I had not done a good enough job. Did you do a mullet? <laughs> Yeah, I, I did a mohawk, um, you know, like a landing land strip. Yeah. So, so when when the he made the the comment about the shaving, were you like, "Come on, man"? Yeah. Well, I know that's yeah, exactly. I'm like, look, I, you know, I'm not a manscaper a bit, that I'm you know down there shaving every day, so it's right. Something, yeah, and, and it, it was a little frustrating. And then as far as the recovery goes, I had a uh, swelling going on, and uh, nothing enormous, but it, it went away about after a week and. Oh, no. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, no. It was a fine procedure. Okay, and everything held right. up, and you're you're getting far less sex than you were getting before. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. there you go. Excellent. Yeah. And one last thing. Hey, uh, you know, it's very hard to mentally fluff in a doctor's office. Uh, so you're going in there, and you know that there are people going to be staring at your genitals. Uh, yeah. You can't mentally fluff when you're about to have your testicles cut open. But, I mean, honestly, are you required? Do you have to... Uh... <laughs> Do you want to walk in with an erection? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Looky! What's that I can do? This is the best yeah. I have to offer. Doc, check out this helicopter. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, I've heard it's about a week until any sexual activity, and, uh, you know, um, then you start testing, and then I, you, you well, start getting rid of As far as the testing goes, Nick, the first time I did that, yeah, because you're supposed to, and somebody texted in that says it's not necessarily length of time, it's amount of times that you uh, take care of business yourself right, right. Uh, before you are, are clean of, of any living sperm. Right. And so I remember the first time I did it, I was nervous that it would hurt. Okay. At was the it? moment, not, not leading up to, but at the moment that... Uh, that yeah. I relieved myself. Happy time. Uh, it did not hurt. Were you playing duck hunt? I had a friend of mine who, who and the reason I was paranoid, he said it hurt the first time he did it. Oh. And I was like, well, that's... <laughs> that doesn't seem fun. That's not fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and that's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, As I'm getting to that moment, I'm like, oh, is it going to hurt? Is it going to hurt? Is it going to hurt? Oh, my God, it didn't hurt. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> when I, after the, the prostate <laughs> uh, surgery, when I was, you know, and I had the whole deal and I was in the in the shower, I took myself out for a spin, as I've told, uh, to see if everything was back online. And you, you're, you're like, okay. Come on, man. Right? Yeah. Come on. It's like the natural. <laughs> I, I'm bleeding on my shirt. Can I do it? 
Yeah. And I'm like, and it, and it's, oh, yes, well, that's what I want. There's a link to, like, to your virility and your manhood, but there's yeah. also, like, a link to, obviously, to pleasure that you don't want to abandon yeah. it. The most, the I'll tell days. you what, one of the most, I'll tell you what by far was the worst when, when I had the biopsy. And you, your base that you bleed, you pee urine, you yeah. pee, you pee blood, I should say, and uh, that's disconcerting. Uh, yeah, you're, you're like a vampire. Was that yeah. through your taint? Yeah, you use the medical yeah, oh, yeah. They're just it, it, basically they're they're like you know it, it's it's like a, uh, multiple punctures. Oh boy, like uh, twelve. Hang on a second. Todd's been on hold for a long time. Hi, Todd. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, man. All right. So you had the you had the snip done right when at some snip, point. Snip, stop. Snip, stop. Snip, stop. <laughs> Yeah, I had it done about. Uh, I had it done to the point where my wife was still on a parental leave, so she was my ride, and so she's sitting in the waiting room with my third child in her arms. Okay, so that had to have been fun for her. But, right, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a baby, so it definitely <laughs> felt like they were trying to like make a lasso down there when oh. they were hunting around. Oh for man! Them. Wow! You know? Wow! But really, it it was. Uh, you know, I, I went and I got a, a lady urologist. I thought she'd be more gentle, you know, smaller hands and all that. But Let's I really see what we can I, do. I, I, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Well, what do we have to work with here? Mm-hmm. But, Let's uh, get the gurney uh, to put this one on. <laughs> but uh, m- m- maybe in hindsight, a guy would have a little more uh, more empathy. A little understanding. Yeah. yeah. I don't think smaller yeah. hands necessarily means less pain, but. Yeah, I don't. I think it, I it can was... help. <laughs> oh my god, your fingers are huge, I dude. Know, I know, but I can help. Uh, <laughs> Et. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I uh, I you probably think that a, that a, a female is going to be a little bit more uh, maternal and gentle, mm. but uh, it is all the same procedure. Unless yeah. the guy's putting on goalie gloves, I don't think you have to worry. I wonder, thank you for your call, by the way, Todd. I wonder the, the nurses that handle that procedure regularly as the guy's about ready to expose himself. Yeah. I wonder, they must hear guys say something all the time to yeah. them, some kind of There's thing. Something. Yeah, stupid and joke. I'm sure they've heard it all yeah. before. And, but every now and then, it's got to be a good one that they'll get. So I was all hopped up on the propofol afterwards, and the the guy, you know, you're in your own little area after the procedure is finished, and the guy that was wheeled into the area to the left of me, of me when he was finished had also had a vasectomy, and he was still high from his propofol. And we were, I was talking with my nurses about uh, the procedure afterwards, and he's like, Hey, did you have a vasectomy too? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, we're brothers, man. And I was like, yeah. You guys are bro high-fiving, exactly, bumping yeah. chest and everything. Do you yeah. notice they never on America's Funniest Home Videos, they never do the post-vasectomy delirious. They always, it's, no. always, it's always the root canal. Yeah, yeah. they dentist. They should do yeah. that. Yeah. Get out, baby. We need to have someone do that. As soon as, anybody listening to the show that's having yeah. a vasectomy yeah. soon, Make, fil- have somebody film you right yeah. after the procedure. Let's see if AFV takes that one. Yeah. Let me go. All right. Tim has also been on hold for like 25 minutes. Hi, right, Tim. You're on the air. Hey, good morning. You just got nutted, bitch. Ah! <laughs> yeah. From Mayor Nutter. Hey, so you had one a few months ago? Yes, I had one back in February. Did it go um, well? It went, in, uh, it went very well. I was, I was awake. Um, uh, like the other callers, I saw the puff of smoke come up. That was a little disconcerting, seeing mm-hmm. smoke rising from your body. That would F me up. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Fortunately, yeah. we I found out the doctor was a Flyers fan, so we were just <laughs> chatting about the Flyers half the time, just sitting there, leaning back in my own little world. Uh, in pre-op, they told me two things. The sperm that you produce 
has been in your body for about two or three months, which is why you need to take care of yourself for a few weeks after. Okay. And they also told me, rare occasion, something called recanalization, where actually the bridge reforms okay. over the uh, surgical cut. So okay. if that happens, they just call it, you were meant to be, you have super sperm. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Wow. So so you're saying it's possible that the body can just by sheer force of genetic will reconnect and you are every bit as potent as you were prior to the procedure. That is what they told me. It's very rare, but it has happened. A dude Steve, like that can F through concrete. Steve, sperm uh, uh, finds a, a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah they, uh, destructive. Uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Wow. Uh, well, well, congratulations on it. Uh, well, you don't know. Have you found out if, if you've... Uh, Clean the process and everything is good to go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And have at it, buddy. I've been, I've been good. I've been good for a while. Thank I you. guess right. at the point at which just Thanks, dust Tim. comes out is when you know you're good to go. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, so Nick, you have a uh, you have um, a lot of work ahead of you. Yeah, man. you do. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, September you do. and <laughs> check back in and Halloween. Let you guys know yeah, yeah, how yeah. things are going. Let us know when you're clean. All right. Uh, well, but I'm glad you didn't have any lingering. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every night on the conference call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forty times now, Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you doing there, buddy? All right. Well, but I'm glad you didn't have any lingering effects from the... Uh, Me too. And I was glad to get such a procedure. kind care. Such a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walk out to that. It was phenomenal. Well done, sir. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment because I have uh, a host of uh, some interesting, bizarre file stories from the weekend, which the weekend always yields some good stuff to share with you in just a moment. So stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we shall dive into the bizarre file right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling, and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensauga, New Jersey, or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. Well, a teenage girl who reported an attempted abduction Friday morning, has admitted to making up the incident so she could avoid going to school. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The teen initially claimed that she was abducted while waiting at her bus stop. She said she was able to escape and provided deputies with a description of the suspects. Deputies immediately responded to the area after the call was received, and they notified other local law enforcement in the surrounding area. Detectives later interviewed the high school student. With her mother present, and she retracted the story. Do they now, in a case like that, aren't they capable of charging the girl with the expenditure of the search and the time spent? Potential charges will be reviewed by the prosecutor's office. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. You yeah. can't, you can't do that. I mean, also, even if you get out of school because of it. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not even. Uh, it's not just because the 
resources are taken away. Yeah. I mean, somebody it's could a get, crime. Somebody could get falsely. Yes, you know, she gave a description. Somebody could get picked up. You remember they could swatting? Maybe get hurt because they were confused. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, it's just bad all the way around. A man who federal prosecutors said used a drone. This is a follow-up story in Pennsylvania. A All drone right. to drop explosives yes. near his ex-girlfriend's home in eastern Pennsylvania has been sentenced to five years in prison on weapons charges. Charges. Uh, Jason Muzzicato was arrested in June of last year after authorities raided his Washington Township home and his auto shop in uh, Bangor. Uh, they were investigating a series of small explosions that had rattled area residents for several weeks. Remember when this happening? No one could figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, the searches turned up numerous guns and ammunition that Muzcato wasn't allowed to have because his ex-girlfriend had a protection from abuse order against him. Muzcato said that he had guns in the house because he had been subject to harassment, including damage to his vehicles and those of customers at his business. Because everyone says I'm crazy! He denied flying the drone, but eventually pleaded guilty in December to two weapons possession counts and flying an unregistered aircraft. So he was flying these little bombs out and dropping them off. Insane. That's crazy, Insane. Man. Yeah. A man walked... Uh, a man accused of breaking into Miller Park in Milwaukee and damaging the field told police that he was going to try to write his name in cursive with the tractor tires, but it moved too slow. Okay. Kenny Lambert is charged with criminal damage to property. Lambert told police that he tested the doors at the ballpark and was surprised to find an open door, so he took it as a sign. Your Honor, my client was simply attempting to write his name in cursive. Once on the field, Lambert yelled at security officers, show, and uh, there was security footage that uh, shows a man walk out of view of the camera then emerged while riding a tractor in right field. Uh, the man is seen driving across the field, lowering and raising the front end bucket and digging holes in the field. Hardest letter to write in cursive on a tractor. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah. Next? Who knows? <laughs> uh, the report said that the person they arrested later and identified as Lambert admitted to scaring security team by reaching to his waist so they would be afraid to approach him. But, yeah, he tried. Tried to get out there and write his name in cursive with the tractor on the field. The off-duty cop accused of slashing tires on the very street he patrols is finally facing what? charges weeks after being caught on video during the incident. So they, they caught him red-handed. Officer Dion Fernandez was charged with felony criminal mischief for allegedly causing $5,543 in damages. Fernandez lashed out. After being denied alcohol at a downtown restaurant. So, so he slashed tires. He went out and slashed tires. Fernandez was off duty at the time of the incident. This could affect his job. He has been put on uh, paid leave ever since. So I'm assuming it doesn't say in this in this story, but it might have been one of those cases like you wanted one more drink and they yeah. said no dice and that pushed him over All the right, road. All right, so. slash tires. Mm-hmm. A misunderstanding over a few Tampa Bay Lightning fans' passion for their team during the Stanley Cup Finals on Wednesday night, produced a scene in Tampa rife with cops and, in the end, a little comic relief. Uh, Devin Garnett was watching Game 3 with his buddies in an apartment, and in one first-period sequence, when Victor Hedman controlled the puck in the Lightning's offensive zone, the friends began screaming, Shoot! 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 At the TV. Evidently, that prompted a neighbor to call the police. Minutes later, a handful of deputies were at the doorstep. Garnett said that they came to the door and they thought there were guns in the house and were like, nope, we're just screaming for Steven Stamkos. 
uh, the complainant had told police that he heard a couple screaming at each other with one yelling, I dare you to shoot. <laughs> with that, uh, once the cops found out the story, they yeah. went on their way and it ended up being no problem whatsoever. All right, and then we'll do one last story. Wow, this is pretty messed up. New information from police records this is in Michigan showed that uh, paramedics tried to revive 20-year-old Tamisha Bochamp for 30 minutes, but with no luck. Bochamp's mother had called 911 asking for help because she described her daughter as non-responsive. When 911 asked if she was breathing, her mother said she couldn't tell. Uh, Bochamp has a cerebral palsy okay. and multiple medical issues. When police arrived on the scene, medics were already there. Paramedics told the investigating officer that they had done CPR in Bochamp. Bochamp for 30 minutes, but that she was deceased. While police, fire, emergency, and personnel were all there, family told the officer they believed that Bochamp still had a heartbeat. Uh, police asked the paramedics to come back inside and check again. They told the family she was deceased, but it was possible that they would continue to see her chest move because of some of the medication she was on. Huh? Uh, the family then contacted the funeral home and sent two staff members to collect the body. And according to the funeral home staff member, Bochamp was still breathing when the employee pulled the cover back and notified the family immediately. Funeral home staff said that they had been advised by the emergency personnel that they would continue to see her chest move for another hour. The funeral home transported her to the facility for embalming, but said when they unloaded her, they heard her take a loud gasp for air. That's when the funeral home called 911 and Detroit Emergency Personnel was dispatched. A state investigation is ongoing in this incident. Did they revive her? The, 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 well, she's in critical condition. Okay. So they, they have her, yeah. So the family has retained an attorney. Two emergency technicians involved in this case have been suspended so far. But, yeah, dude, she's still alive. She's in critical condition. What, what drug would n- give you the outward signs of breathing? After you're dead. After you're dead. I have no idea. So, obviously, somebody's in some yeah. trouble over this. So, all right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Don't forget, uh, coming up with Music News later on, Free Music Monday. And we have uh, the ladies from Corey Taylor, your chance to win. So, we'll be back in a sec. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Nobody likes a delay of game, and while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, uh, a couple of shout-outs real quick. I want to send one out to Steve Doyle from Lansdale, who, quote, never takes out his earbuds because he's always listening to Preston and Steve. He loves the show a lot, more than anything. <laughs> and I quote, end quote. That's great. So a short, please. <clears throat> then this one says, hey, guys, uh, my husband and I have been loyal listeners for years. My husband, Glenn, tunes in every morning uh, when we are getting ready for work. Our 30th wedding anniversary is October 6th. I'm sorry I'm not hitting it right on that, gang. And I would love to request a shout-out to him. We are both listening every morning between 7.45 and 8.15. I missed it by 10 minutes. Ah, uh, you're still good. Uh, Glenn is the bathroom and what? He is the bathroom. That's what it says. You, sir, are the bathroom. <laughs> uh, Glenn is the bathroom and I am in my car I think on my way to work. In the bathroom. 
Okay. I know this would make his day. He has been a wonderful husband and father for 30 years, and I hope that we have many, many more years together. Glenn is my bathroom. Ball sacks are yummy. Thanks so much, Van, uh, Nancy Van Istendal. Istendal. So here you go. And then one last one. is uh, it, they From requ- a living room. No, this is from Rob Call, and he has requested a shout out. Uh, for all the D-bags I work with in the shop. <laughs> I listen to your show almost every morning. Uh, I work for the mechanical department at the New Hope Railroad. Railroad. We fix the trains and things and stuff. Uh, make train goes fast. Make, make train go fast. Okay. Uh, and then he says, "I'd like to work on trains." He says, "I love my coworkers and feel like they all deserve to hear a pants-wrecking, marriage-ending, earth-shattering, train-derailing shart." Thanks. Let me know if and when you do the shart out. I'll be sure to uh, play it for everyone from the podcast if they missed it. Should we entertain? Of the course, you should. Oh, yes. Uh, so there are your shards. There you go. And you know what? Just real quick, um, it didn't make it to the list, but uh, the New Hope Rail actually has a haunted train ride. Is that going on now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, and is, is do you happen to know if the if the you guys all recommended the uh, the train museum to me? Mm-hmm. Does anybody know if that's open now? Because it was closed for Brandywine? a little while. That, that no, one. no, not Brandywine. Uh, the one in Lancaster. Yeah. And you guys were saying it was really cool. I wanted to go see it. We're gonna it's cool. Yeah, and uh, it was it was closed, but I. It, so, Kathy, the haunted train ride is running now? Yeah, the, their haunted train ride is running. That's actually where that email uh, started was he was letting me know because I was looking up some of the um, haunted house things. A lot of them were canceled and some have been modified. And uh, that guy emailed in initially and said, hey, the haunted train ride is still happening. Okay, nice. Hey, by the way, uh, nice pictures of your chicks. Oh, yeah. thanks. Uh, Kathy posted on Instagram this morning. Who took the pictures? Uh, of the just of the chicks, I did. I took them. Really? Yeah, they're, just with, with they're the, awesome with your with, iPhone. Yeah, with the iPhone. Yeah. Wait a second. There's one picture where you're like somebody took the picture of you. Of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's course. weird because if you look at that picture, because of the way your one leg is, it looks oh, like no. you have you have a very hairy leg. Oh, stop but, it! But what? It's, but it's not. If you look at your, if you look. Oh at, yeah, you do. <laughs> you got a hairy leg, okay? <laughs> <No. laughs> Doesn't it? It does. Wait, what do you mean? Well, it's because it the, like, the, the the grain of the of the sidewalk around you yeah. kind of oh, creates God. this pattern, <laughs> and it looks leg? like it flows Wait, onto your leg, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you've got a hairy man leg. Wait, okay. I don't. Where? What show? It, I see. It, it looks side, like you have a hairy man leg. Yeah, from, right here. From this kind of a distance, here, it looks yeah. like you have hair on your leg. Yeah. All right. Anyway, but if anybody's into your feet, this is a great photo. Yeah, we see the bottom of Kathy's feet, but the pictures of the chicks are great, Kath. She uh, took all these great close-up shots, and uh, and of course you have all your your wonderful decorations, your fall de- decorations on your front front porch. I'm uh, surprised how big the chicks got, Preston. Yeah, yeah, they they grew so quick. I mean, they eat so much, so I, I w- I'm not surprised. But uh, yeah, they were. It was a lot of fun. I did have to take them back on Friday, but I'm really glad that we did this, and I would highly recommend it to anybody. And word to the farm that takes them back. What's the name of the farm? Uh, quiver, quiver farm. Just, just make sure that it's an emotional moment for people who are dropping off their chicks. <laughs> it can be sad yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and just yeah. make sure you can't conveyor belt that. Just console them a little. And bit. I can't believe how much attention Timmy got. Like every time I posted something, I people know. were like, "How's Timmy?" Like somebody stopped, pulled over in front of my house, and said, <laughs> "Did Timmy make it?" And I was Aww. like, "He did. Timmy did not Timmy's make dead. it." But when I did drop them off, they said they were like, "Wow, you got a good hatch because we had eleven out of twelve. And uh, so I'm. 
although we miss Timmy and we wish we could have met him uh, yeah. and not dissected him, uh, <laughs> it was it was still a great experience. Well, yeah, you know what? I guess uh, maybe several several times they're they're going to get uh, you're going to get a few uh, bad eggs in the batch. So I was told um, not by the farm, but just reading through some of the the people that have done this that you're lucky if you get fifty percent. So I, wow. I was willing to. I mean, I, I was aware that this might not happen. Well, so you scored. I, no, I kind of feel lucky that we got eleven. Yes, yeah. nice. excellent. All right, well, the chicks are gone. Steve, just to let you know, the train museum in Strasbourg, which I think is the yes. one you were talking about, it is still closed uh, due to COVID. So Son of a bitch! I'm not sure when they're going to reopen. Come but, on, man! Yeah, hopefully, um, you know, maybe in the new year. All right, well, listen, I will let you guys choose. I, we can either take a trip on the campus of the Just Saying Institute, or we can dive into the junk drawer. I have both things here, and uh, they are different things. I'm going to kind of... Vote for junk drawer. Okay. I know right. a lot of stuff has been generated, but I'm, I'm just one person here. Everyone else have an opinion? Junk drawer or... or sure. I want to do this democratically. All right. Everyone's nodding. Of course, Nick is still on propofol. <laughs> the music has uh, started, so... Uh, Amazon said that it will host its annual Prime Day sales event on October 13th and 14th. Did you hear that, Kathy? Yes, I did. It was supposed to be in July, right? It usually takes place in mid-July. Right. And it's been postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, so their version of Christmas in the summer is Prime Day, and it's going to be two days, 13th and 14th. It actually is good. They actually have legitimate sales worth taking advantage of. Uh, sales routinely outpace Black Friday. Uh, this oh, is the, wow, really? Yeah, that's what it says here. This is the latest that Amazon has ever held Prime Day and the first time that it takes place in the fourth quarter, which also includes two other industry-wide holiday deals, events after it, including Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Amazon has made a special arrangement for me. They just have a daisy chain of employees from their warehouse to my house, and they just pass it along. The, yeah, yeah, so they, they just hand us like a bucket brigade. Exactly. Right. Um, so, yeah, I. Uh, so here's the deal. Kathy, and you, you can let me know on, on Prime Day. So do you just you search under a general, here are the sales going on menu? You can. Or do you go searching for items that you want and they will pull up the best prices for those items? Or how does it work? So I don't typically search under like sale items. You, you can. Um, I would look for, if it was me, I would look for something that I was looking to buy and see if it's on sale. They do post. Every day, specials. though, specials. Yeah. And a lot of them are on things that are actually pretty good. It's not like on, you know, soap. It's it's actual things that you might really consider as a gift. And they do sort of vet, which they tend to favor, I found in the past, things that make good gift items. And, well, you know, and I've seen, too, like, household items. Like, last year, I think it like was last Drano? year. No, like, they, like they did a Dyson vacuum. Like, there was a sale okay. on that. And, you know, things yeah. like that. All right, here's, here's something that ties in. Fleshlights. Here's something that ties in with Amazon. They just revealed a bunch of new products that will be offered soon. Among them, a security drone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. So they this came out last week, and I was pointing it out to Kathy. <laughs> uh, it, actually, it actually takes off and hovers around your house. Yes. <laughs> it flies around your home on a preset flight path. Now, what I asked Preston, I was asking this to Kathy, does it include... The psychologist, the pet psychologist I'm going to need for my nine cats when this right. thing lifts off and starts Seriously? strafing them. Uh, so I was curious, how do, what, what do you have, this thing flying 24-7? No, it sits in a dock, and you can activate it, and the camera only becomes active when it lifts off. And so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quadrocopter. 
So it, and it will. You can fly it around the house uh, into. You can just check around the house. So you just have to wait until you think there's a prowler, and then you release it. And then you and then you uh, activate the kill switch. Right. No, that's what I was wondering about because that doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. But uh, you can also program it to fly if it senses any triggers. Mm-hmm. So that's what right. makes sense to me is if if it's like an a, an activated light right. in your backyard. Now I have the but it's a <laughs> takes off. <laughs> now, you'll, I... you'll probably get this right. Yeah, yeah. I've already, already, I've already ordered the uh, the the upgrade on the uh, the Amazon Show, which is the screen. Um, the um, you know you've seen the one that it's actually like a screen, a, a color screen. You can you know run Amazon Prime shows for your kitchen. So they're they're basically they've taken the old design of it and they've attached it to a larger speaker with it like a, a pivot on it, so you can move the screen around. The other one was just kind of sort of a sedentary box. This one is a lot more usable. You know what? It's honestly overkill. If it's stupid and redundant, sign me up. So, so that's a replacement for the, the uh, uh, Alexa, right? So, the, so the Amazon Show. You, have you seen? You haven't seen? It's like a, it's it's a it's a mini TV basically. Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, but um, I mean, but but you use it like a, like a smart speaker. It's right? basically okay. it's that. It's if but you, you, if can you want see to run things as vid- vid- exactly. You can run videos. You can run you know Amazon Prime shows on and stuff like that. So it's a replacement of that. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they have a couple of things that they're coming out with. Here it is, Preston. This is the new version of what it is. Okay. So it's an actual, it looks like it looks like an iPad attached basically, basically to like a, uh, like a, a round speaker. Can you play MMR on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, in fact, that's what I do when I'm at home. I, I play the station through that. Nice. Nice. And it's cool because, you know, the, all the other the stuff pops off, the information. But the security drone, you leave it outside, and is it a? No, it's inside in your house. Oh, it's inside. Yeah, it'll, your house. it'll sit, and you. So, if, if as Preston says, it senses something, it will take off and and go to it. Or you can. My understanding is, you can remotely fly it from um, your um, your laptop or your cell phone. Wait, wait, wait! It's inside your house. It's inside yeah. your house. So, the security somebody, drone. Yep. Yes, if somebody were to get in your home. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I thought it said. Uh, security drone that flies around your home. Okay, I thought it was outside. No. Well, that's stupid, man. What well, you, Preston, that's where, you, your, that's where your Boston Dynamics kill dogs. Drone flying around I in your know, house. I know, I know. That's why it's wild. It's an interior drone. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, well, whatever, man. You know, these are these are the, the toys that are available now. Wow. You can't believe the amount of time I save by telling my lamp to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see what else I got in here. So, a guy named Kevin Kennard was visiting Arkansas's uh, Crater of Diamonds State Park. You hear about this every now and then. People yes. find diamonds. This guy found a nine-carat diamond. Even at this point, there's yeah. still that kind of stuff to be found out there? Yes. Oh, you would think it'd be so that it would bereft be, of diamonds at this point. That it would have been picked over. <laughs> yeah. And, but, listen, it's it's big. That's like going to, to Knott's Berry Farm, the panning for gold thing, and finding a, a whole new mine. That's why, you know, searching for things and so on, as many people as you have, there's always something somebody misses. Uh, Kennard is from Arkansas, had been going to the park since uh, a second-grade field trip. Like, this guy goes regularly. He's 39 years old. And he just found the, and every time he's gone, he's come back empty-handed. 
and he got the second largest diamond found in the park's history. What I don't have in this story is how much it might be worth. Or if he has a wife. Uh, Kennard was at the park with friends on Labor Day. He said anything looked like a crystal. I picked it up and I put it in my bag. I have a bag. And uh, then he came across a marble-sized crystal. He said it kind of looked interesting and shiny, and I thought it might have been glass. After hours of searching, the friends stopped by the Diamond Discovery Center to have their stones examined. Moments later, he was called into an office, and he was given the good news. He said, I honestly teared up when they told me. I was in complete shock. He decided to call his find the Canard Friendship Diamond. <laughs> no! Uh, so at, at 9.7 carats, when that's refined down to a... 9.07. 9.07. Yep. Does it does it reduce in carat size or what is the what is the so. what is the value of this when it is I assume the goal would be to turn it into a a, a polished yeah, diamond a piece of jewelry yeah so uh, to answer your question Steve uh, it has to be done by a jeweler right so to, to and they can polish it down but um, one that was similar weighed about seven and a half carats and they they polished it down and then it ended up being worth uh, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so this would be this is a couple carats more than that, so right. it's going to be more, so maybe upwards of um, one hundred and seventy-five, maybe two hundred thousand dollars or something Jeez. like that. That's pretty awesome. Um, that about cover the cost of all the trips he's taken since he was in second grade. Uh, more than seventy-five thousand diamonds have been unearthed at the park since the first ones were discovered in nineteen oh six. Have you guys ever have you ever been to something like this or panning for gold or or these you yeah. know just yeah. at Knott's Berry Farm? I mean, they, they have a little yeah. You can pan for gold there, for gold thing, but they yeah. they they they, they yeah. seed it. They Everybody put, gets yeah. gold. You know, yeah, you get yeah. little flakes or whatever. But oh. when you're a kid oh. and you are panning for gold and you get little gold flakes in your flask, it's pretty neat. Oh my god! We did it in my dad and I did it in um, Cripple Creek, Colorado, oh, uh, that's which cool. which is a legitimate. You can find gold in the water. There's not much of it left up on Cripple Creek. Up on Cripple Creek, and uh, and so we did. And of course, we didn't find anything, but. You know what um, a, a Herkimer diamond is? No, it's um, it's not an actual diamond. It's um, <clears throat> some kind of crystal. Uh, but you can go searching for them near Herkimer, New York, and um, it basically you're crystal hunting, and okay. it, it's really accessible, which is why people go looking for them. There, there are a lot of them there. They're not worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars, but if you like crystals and you're into that kind of thing, you can go. I look think for it's them. kind of romantic, in in sort of that, you know, not in a Harlequin romance sort of way, but in a. Uh, you know, panning for gold and 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 staking your claim and and uh, all that sort of stuff yeah. is kind of cool. I was a kid. I thought the panning for gold was kind of stupid when yeah. when we were doing it. My dad was was into it. I'm like, right, yeah. I'll, I'll entertain stupid you, old man. idiot, stupid old man. <laughs> but we're sitting there sloshing this stuff around. I'm like, I'm not finding anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I, was like, I was like, Kathy, this is stupid. I'm not finding anything. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, so anyway, this this dude found uh, the second largest one. That's amazing. Uh, I don't know how big the biggest one is, but um, it's it was over nine carats. So good on him. All right, what else we got here? Oh, uh, jump throw sound, please. I, I, I didn't. Uh, oh. I didn't have it. I didn't reach in properly. Okay, yeah, yeah. and dig around. So uh, this was a nice story. I thought a uh, the tables quickly turned for an eighty nine year old pizza delivery driver who received a surprise delivery of his own from regulars on his route. He got a tip of $12,000. This was so sweet. Yeah, The video name, makes you cry. His, his name is Derlin Newey. Yeah. Uh, he was in a disbelief. Derlin Newey. Yeah, I mean, he's had to live a life named Derlin. Come on. Yes. That alone. Yeah. Uh, when the v- Valdez family knocked on his door of his home, 
Uh, and he had said that, uh, how do I ever say thank you? I don't know what to say. And he was uh, holding back tears of joy. Well, waxing our car would be a nice start. <laughs> he delivers um, they, they pizza re- for Papa John's. They would request him. Like, they would call and place an yeah. order and ask for him to come oh, and deliver it to them. Everybody he, They said did. he was so friendly and nice. And at that age, like, still being. Still having to work. Eh? Having to work. And, but he'd show up at the door, Kathy, and say, who's ready for pizza? Yeah. Like, like, like always always up and play. And he loved yeah. he loves meeting people. So they went to his house, and of course they robbed him. No, no they, they, they went to his house, and he was just, he was so emotional. It was it was just heartwarming. But he yeah. works because he can't afford, he couldn't yeah. afford his bills. Yeah, yeah. He, he he couldn't live solely on Social Security. So he uh, he needed to make ends meet. So uh, They've set up a, a GoFundMe account as well, and you know with this national attention yep. to this story, he's going to do Yep, it was a. I guess it was a TikTok uh, yeah. campaign that they started with, and uh, yeah, uh, he's so. going to be delivering in a Lambo. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, spending right. money <laughs> on a badass sports car. <laughs> uh, no, he said uh, he he apparently needed this, and uh, the the Valdez has said I'm just glad <laughs> that we come can, out and get it. That we could help him out. So. That is great. Yeah. I love stories like that. Yeah, and this family just took it upon themselves. I do see. I see a number of senior citizens working uh, working jobs where I'm I'm curious if yeah. if they do it because they need time to to do something to to feel you know uh, productive or if they're really trying to make ends meet. Uh, th- so my brother in law, who since passed, but for the the longest time, he he took a job after he retired at the local sports stadium with his beers. And and no, but he he worked as a beer vendor, and he loved it. He just loved going to the whole thing. It was it was like a, he was getting paid to be where he loved, mm-hmm. and he loved to you know to interact with people. So I can see that. Yeah. But there are people who clearly have to do it because yeah. they're not able to bridge the gap between what they're getting with Social Security or whatever right. and cover their bills. It's both. And my mom right now, uh, she doesn't need the money, but she is uh, sort of itching. She working? Yeah, well, she so teaches Taekwondo. She was um she was volunteering a couple of days a week. For for Divine Providence, which is, you know, it's a, it's a home for, um, you know, uh, adults with uh, disabilities. And, awesome. you know, th- w- and so that had to go away because of, because of the pandemic. And now she's just itching to kind of get out and do something. There should be a strip club DJ. Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. You yeah. know? And she'd turn the girls around. Yeah. Like, they'd be all, like, you know, buttoned up. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you don't, you're better than that. Yeah, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Uh, so- and on the center pole is... Alice, formerly known as Mercedes, who's pursuing her degree in law. Wow, and they go back to the old music, the old stripper music. She's not going to dance, but you can watch her study. All right, so he got a twelve thousand dollar tip. That's that's pretty phenomenal. That's cool. All right, let me see what else I got in here. The way in. All right, uh, let's talk about Hitler. Yes. Okay. Adolf Hitler was mesmerized. This is some. Uh, this is a book that has come out. Yeah, uh, and he was mesmerized in the spring of 1934. He went on holiday, a secret cruise in a German battleship through the fjords of Norway, and for hours on end, he stared at the natural beauty around him. A Norwegian crew member later recalled him being enthused like a little boy. This is great over the mountains and the magnificent weather. He was. I'm so- loving this vacation. He was so excited. Uh, and, uh, this is a new, uh, this is new information from a book by a U.S. architectural historian named Despina, uh, Stratagakos. And in it, it reveals that after he attacked Norway in 1940, 
Uh, Hitler devised plans for it that went beyond the subjugation that he intended for France, Poland, and Russia after he had conquered them. His grand design was for uh, beautiful Norway to be transformed into a Nazi utopia. This was this like was going to be his motherland. Yeah, his focus of his eugenics program of his race manipulation. That's yes, it gets further into that. So uh, Hitler and his Nazis would take root in Norway and create a space for themselves as rulers of a Nordic Empire that stretched to the Arctic Circle. Uh, he also had admired its genetic history, believing, as he wrote in Mein Kampf. Uh, that with their Viking origins, its blonde-haired, blue-eyed people had the purest of Aryan bloodlines, and they were at the very top of the racial ladder, according to him. Uh, he also encouraged selective breeding, mm-hmm. and Norway was chosen was a chosen test bed for Nazi eugenics, a program known as Lebensborn, which means fount of life. There's a there's a great documentary on this. Um, I was watching on the History Channel about the lengths to which he went and which the Nazi uh, upper com- command ranks went to put this in motion. It's amazing and chilling at the same time. So here's what's come out in this book. German troops were encouraged to impregnate the best-looking local girls with the promise that the Nazi state would look after them and their children. Uh, newspapers back home had projected jolly images of sunny Norwegian milkmaids falling in love with Adolf Hitler for saving them from moral and racial degeneration and doing their duty by breeding with his pure-blooded soldiers. Thousands of expectant mothers judged to be racially valuable were given priority medical care in specially built maternity homes, hotels, and orphanages. Pampered uh, Lebensborn mothers were rigidly indoctrinated in Nazi ways. Uh, child care was strictly Germanic. There was to be no wailing in the nursery. The purest babies were often removed from their mothers forcibly if necessary and then sent to Germany to be raised in approved SS families, uh, though most stayed in Norway. Now, over the course of the five-year occupation of Norma- uh, Norway, uh, the Germans gave the country special treatment seen nowhere else, used uh, using forced labor and prisoners of war to build roads, bridges, tunnels, Railroads, docks, power stations, facilities. They had all the work done for them. Uh, Norway soon became the only occupied country in Europe where Nazi Germany invested more resources than it withdrew. And in Hitler's plan for the utopia, towns devastated in the brutal two-month invasion would be rebuilt on radically different national socialist lines, emphasizing the power, the state, and the party rather than, say, the church. Uh, But what's wild is that... Um, you know, it all went asunder, obviously. Yes, of course. Uh, Thankfully. And when, and when he was defeated by the Red Army at Stalingrad, uh, that brought a switch of fortune, and the human cost was high. Those mothers and their children paid a terrible price when the war ended. Thousands of women were arrested and imprisoned in the summer of 1945 for fraternizing with the occupiers. There was no mercy either for the German, they called them quote-unquote German brats, who were branded as outcasts and treated accordingly. Uh, in an ironic turning of tables, the post-war Norwegian authorities ruled that the mothers who had slept with the German soldiers were clearly, uh, and this is what it says here, mentally retarded. Oh, boy. And so that that's what they had, the, the term they'd use. And, and so were their offspring. Children once evaluated for their genes were now scorned for them. So you, you, you I mean, Urgh. you literally were in a, a situation where you could not win. Yeah. Wow, that's messed up, man. I've been to Norway. We went to Narvik, Norway, and a couple other towns there as well. And Beautiful, in, right? And in, Oh, it's stunning. 
And in Narvik, they had there was a uh, a World War II museum, and there was also a um, a statue in the town square, essentially apologizing to the world for Norway's involvement right. with, with the Nazis because they kind of got. Uh, they they kind of caved. They kind of gave in. It says whoopsie daisy, right? Oopsie daisy. Right. Well, I was just uh, I was just reading this press, and then I'd forgotten my history. But uh, they they declared neutrality, and then the Germans said, "No, screw you. We're invading you anyway." Yeah. You know, so they were really put in a very difficult position. Yeah, yeah. They it's were proverbial rock into hard place. They, they would have been they would have been conquered and destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and and so they kind of took this weird position, and and some a lot of history holds them at fault for that and some don't and they've they've since kind of you know been given a pass I we declared neutral what was that <laughs> we declared neutral mm-hmm. i'm sorry i can't we are officially neutral <laughs> what are you guys i said we are as a country officially neutral <laughs> but the but the level of evil just i mean the the more you hear about it of of that psycho's plan and how he managed to as Norm MacDonald says, Make the more happen. I hear about this guy, the less I feel I would have use for him. Wow. But wow. I just look at, like, neo-Nazis, and I'm like, you guys are not pure. <laughs> like, well, even <laughs> Hitler was such a little turd. Yeah. yeah. Like, Did you look in the mirror, Hitler? <laughs> guys, Gross. I'm looking good. No. <laughs> I look like a million bucks. <laughs> I got one of them slimming mirrors from Target. Steve. <laughs> I would F me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, in take two seconds. I'd bang so my brains out. <laughs> Look at that. I'm styling and profiling. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. You only wish. Yep. <laughs> Dude. All right. Uh, let me see here. How about this, kid? Imagine doing 100,000 push-ups in one year. No. That equates to about 274 every day for 365 years. Now, imagine sticking to that regiment as a 10-year-old. And that's what this kid named Meyer Schnoor of Waukesha, Wisconsin, has been working towards since last November when he was 9. But instead of doing 274 a day, he does 300 a day. Uh, Meyer, who's a wrestler, saw a video of one of his favorite wrestlers, Dayton Fix, talking about doing 100,000 push-ups in a year when he was in the third grade. And he said, I was like, I can do this. I tried it the next day and have been doing it ever since. He usually does about 35 consecutive push-ups with short breaks in between until he reaches 150. And then he takes a longer break and finishes the other 150. And on school days, he does half before breakfast and half after. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so, but at a certain, you're like, when you're young, you really shouldn't be. No, it can be counterproductive if right. you if you over, like, the, like weight training for, for younger kids can be problematic. So I would do, uh, I would do 50, 50, 50, and 50. So I'd do 200 a day. And, you know, feet raised and, and different yeah. things. That's a lot for a kid to be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, at what point do they recommend you actually start doing weight training? 70. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I, I assume... High like, school, maybe? Yeah. I, mean, I think middle school. They, I mean, there middle are middle school. school kids that are weight training now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. When but I was it's in high to, school, it was middle school is when it started. Supervision yeah. is, is key to, to yeah. make sure you're doing it right. Uh, he said it was really difficult the first day, but it's gotten way easier. Uh, even during holidays and his sports tournaments, he sticks to his routine. When he first said, his mom said, when he or his dad said, when he first said that he was going to do it, I tried to make sure that he knew 365 days is a really long time. I was a little hesitant because there aren't many nine-year-olds that can stick to doing anything for 365 days in a row. But not- there's not many nine-year-olds who can make love to your wife, <laughs> which I can now. <laughs> 
Uh, he said not long after Meyer had set his goal, he went uh, deer hunting with his dad. They woke up at 4 a.m. to hunt, and when they took a break for lunch, Meyer did 150 push-ups before and after, and then they got back into hunting. We he said, bullets, I snapped the deer's neck. He <laughs> said after seeing him do that, I was like, okay, maybe this kid won't give up. Maybe yeah. he'll, he'll make it all the way through. Uh, and he's taken only one day off this year. He said, we're going to do a lot of yard work. We, we, we were doing a lot of yard work that day, and he was tired. So, But uh, since he's doing... 300 a day, uh, he's going to hit his goal sometime in October. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. So, so he is going to make it. Wow. Yep. I, I'd like to see what this kid looks like. I mean, I, you know, did it have... I just it... got a vasectomy. Case, <laughs> uh, I've seen pictures of him. He looks like an average kid. Do you remember okay. that kid that, that everyone sort of suspected they might have been pumping up with? Some yes. Sort of like Mini Hercules? Or Mini whatever? Hercules. Yeah, that was a kid's yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, he, I've seen him now. He look. He doesn't look like that. He anymore. looks like a slob. No. He yeah, 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 he isn't. Uh, he's not all jacked up like that anymore. You, th- you the word was they, they were giving him, they were juicing him. That was the word. Yeah. My nephew is. Um, he, he is a. He's a freshman in college now, yeah. but he really he started weight training. I guess right after his junior year of high school, and it's like I mean, he loves it, right? Yeah. So you have to be one hundred percent committed. You have to, and like. He's like straight out of a magazine at this point. Is, uh, like, is Seamus still wrestling, your son? No, no. He wrestled one year, and that was it. He gave up on it? He just didn't care for it? Uh, well, no. He finished one year, so he didn't give up on it. He just didn't like it. Yeah, um, he's uh, falling I mean, in love with panning for gold. I mean, it's weird. I mean, as a uh, <laughs> as a parent, it's it's. I mean, it's really hard. Like, you're you're like... Go fight that kid. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's every Saturday morning, it was like, you got to go fight three different kids, and I'm going to sit there and watch. Yeah, you know? I hear I hear wrestling. Wrestling's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of tears in wrestling, too. Oh, yeah, especially at that age. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for the younger end, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's got to be hard. I mm-hmm. mean, you're, you know, even though you know there's there's not real fighting going on, nobody's getting punched, and it's still... Well, Seamus got punched his very last match. Oh, I remember you telling me that. And so, like, and... And they had a douchebag... Well, well, the coach, was, like the that. coach was an a hole. Listen, this kid, uh, in between each round, stood up and like push punched Seamus in the face. Right? Well, that's not wrestling. No, it's not. And every and he, but but he did it three different times. And every time, Little bastard. The coach didn't say anything to him. The ref's face was turned. I mean, it's it's a point uh, uh, deduction. Deduction. Yeah. Nobody said anything. And, you know, I don't want to be a big complainer, but I, I did say something to the coach after the match. Because here's the deal. At the end of the match, you're supposed to shake your opponent's hand and you shake. Like, there's yeah. this whole, they're, yeah. you're teaching. There's respect. Respect. Yeah. Right? And it's, and it's. R-E-S-P-C-T. Yep. So I said something to the coach. I'm like, hey, you know, like, what are you teaching your kids? I'm like, he punched my son in the face three different, you know, three times. He goes, oh, you know, so people get like a. They get a little worked up, and I'm like, that's not no. an excuse. And you your job as a coach is to is to uh, yeah. discourage that behavior. It absolutely is, and yeah. to penalize that behavior. Yeah, yeah. in fact, uh, all three uh, times the 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 ref's back was turned. A a real responsible coach would have told the ref to take the point away from the kid, especially that age. Absolutely, because I mean, they need to learn that. Then that's just like that's irresponsible. Eight or nine years old, or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, but the kid was. He was mean, man. <laughs> he was a mean kid. Yeah. What did Mr. Miyagi say? No such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. Yeah. That was my and best he was Mr. Right. Miyagi I could do. So. <laughs> it was, it was good. damn good. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, all right. Um, yeah? One more? Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah, go in. Come on. Uh, We're Jonesons for, for some more drawer. Wait a minute. There's one I want. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. This is a short one, and then we'll, then we'll take a break. Uh, if you're looking to tone down your workplace gossip... And you need to pick up a journal and start jotting down your thoughts. Yes, you should do a gratitude journal. 
Yeah, gratitude journal at work. Yeah, I'm sure that'll replace office gossip as Uh a number one thing. God, office gossip is awesome. (laughs) I love staplers, and I love having a constant supply of staples. Uh, A new study reveals that... Oh, my uh, boss is pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) A new study reveals that uh, keeping a gratitude journal... Yeah. Helps workers with rude behavior and mistreatment of coworkers. Does it really? Uh, this is according to, uh, I don't even know who the hell this is according to. <laughs> Vin Diesel. It says, gratitude interventions increase your focus on the positive things in life and help individuals express thankfulness each day. I'm just so thankful for you. Look, yeah. it says it right here in my journal. Yeah. A gratitude do I? Uh, none of us keep journals. No, yeah. I, I. My my father has kept a very precise journal for decades, uh, for most of his life, uh, and I and I think it's great, and I envy him. I can't even the amount of stuff I've forgotten in my life. Mm-hmm. He has a, a full record of many years of life. Does Are he you- intend for anyone else to read that? At some point, I, I think it's going to be his legacy when he passes on. That okay. you know, yeah, we should read be, it. Will be oh, great yeah. to yeah. have. What's that? It'll be great to yeah. have that. Yeah. I See what a... boys he was interested in. <laughs> I kept a journal like on a trip once and like a little bit in college. And even the college one, when I go back and read it, uh, I'll call some of my college roommates. And I'm like, what were we doing? What, what am I talking about here? Like, I don't even remember. How long did you it. keep it for? Um, well, the, so the one was, uh, I think it was a two week, a 10 day trip that we went on. Right. I went to. Ireland, and I wrote everything. Actually, and I did it when I went to Mexico as well. Um, we did a huge family trip years ago. There were like 18 of us, and I, I did it for that. And I still do have them. And they're, I mean, it's cool to have. But right. um, like I said, there are things, I don't even remember it happening, but it's written there, so I guess it did. Kath, I tried to keep a journal when I did my uh, rafting trip through the Grand Canyon the first day. And then like that you was gave it. Up. And like the, the one- day one. <laughs> Worst part, I had nothing else to do. Right, we had no electricity. There was no Wi-Fi. It was. It wasn't like I was like busy watching TV at the end. Every of the day. reason to entered into your journal, yes. and you you still didn't do it. Yeah. Did you think that that if you sat and started doing that, that you might, even though there was nothing to do, you might miss out on appreciating this beauty and all before you, or um, or were you just like no, because do that. No, it was going to be the end of the day, and and the sun was setting, and there wasn't you know I've I have already seen all of the stuff. That I could see for that day. You'd made um, your international coffee. I made my international coffee. Calgon took me away. Yeah. All of it. And uh, I just, you know, I was like, I was tired at the end of the day. Like, you know, when it was because you get up at five in the morning, you do all these activities all day long. You eat your dinner. The sun sets and like you're asleep by nine o'clock. What do you think about keeping a quick video journal like it with, with like your your camera, your your phone? Maybe a quick where you just that record might be easier. Yeah. Your day's reflections. I do yeah. it on vacation. I keep do a journal you? on vacation. A video yeah. or you handwrite? Uh, handwrite. Well, yeah. type um, yeah. because uh, it helps me to remember and go back. And and to me, vacation is a really uh, mentally recharging thing. So when I go back and look at the things, I, I uh, have I tend to forget them if I don't write them down in right, order. So, right. Um, I find it helpful. Yeah, I a uh, part of me is is the writing part. Is I, I get lost as I'm trying to write, uh, you know, out exactly what's going on in my head. That's why I've never been good at at even like writing essays back in school and so on. Yeah. I just never was good at it. But maybe recording, All right. uh, you know, a video journal might help out as we're like, bit. you know, a, a good chunk into our lives. <laughs> but still, uh, why not? Never but too I mean, late. Not, not uh, an everyday journal, like on a, a special event, or right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, 
because I couldn't do the everyday thing. But God, when I talk to people, I you know I talk to my mom who I just talked to the day before or two days before. What's going on? Nothing. Same thing as the other day. I have nothing to report. <laughs> I, I, how are you? <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's, yeah, that's right, just, right, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty consistent. Shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty thin and shallow. Not a goddamn thing. Casey, mm-hmm. did you finish watching the Challenger uh, special on Netflix? Uh, Kristen yeah. McAuliffe kept uh, McAuliffe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's her yeah. name, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she kept a journal, and they um, go into it in this series, and it's heartbreaking. You know, it, 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 but but it's a record into how excited she was leading up to it, and for her sister who, who was able to keep it, it's uh, it's there's no value. You know, it's invaluable. Yeah, yeah. But some people are, are really great at it. I, you know, the, there's some, especially. Uh, I think women are better at that than men. I think that's, so. I think it's a, a generalization that I make, but a lot of and they decorate media, their journals. Uh, so do, social media <laughs> posts that I've seen are people that that are you know that are saying, well, here, here's what my day's like. I work, yeah. I wake up, I have coffee, I write in my journal, uh, you know, and then blah blah blah, and then the day, and then at the end of the day, it's another thing they do. They'll add something to it. For some, social media is their journal. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I get up too damn early in the morning to write in my journal. In the <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like when people yeah. say, what kind of breakfast do you make? Them, what kind of breakfast do I make? Breakfast? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> you could do it as uh, like a voice to text on your way home or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it helps you be a little less cynical and a little self-analytical. So um, it's, I don't know. It, it's easy to laugh off, and I don't blame you for doing that, but it's actually can can be kind of healthy. <laughs> no, it can be. It's it's like the uh, it's like the the writing a letter to yourself or something yeah. like that. That is Dear supposed me. to be it's supposed to be therapeutic. Yes. You know, why don't you hire a biographer? And this uh, somebody can stay with you all. Uh, yeah. That is a great idea. Will you write down what I'm thinking, please? <laughs> <laughs> who interviews you at yeah. the end of the day? Yeah. Somebody who just stays with you all day right. long. Should this go in the book? Now leave that one out. And they'll just uh, they'll just chronicle it all for you. I'd rather hire that guy from Brewster's Millions who just repeats everything that I say. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. How much that guy cost? <laughs> I forget how much he cost. He was a good hire, though. Wait, I don't remember that. Rick Moranis. Yeah. He hired he hired Rick Moranis to... in in Brewster's Millions. Yeah, it, it was did... only in like one scene. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Because I, I was going to say I don't even remember him in the movie, much less somebody who. Uh... Yeah, repeats everything. Repeated everything that they said. All right. This could be a journal entry for you. <sighs> Anyhow, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Yakov Smirnoff was in that movie? Yeah. He was a cab driver. Oh, what a country. In uh, my country, cab drive you. Yeah, right. that's what happens here. Oh. All right. That's all I have. Thank you for allowing me to uh, clean out some of the drawer. We might have more junk drawer stuff. Not in this particular form no. uh, coming up there. But we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Don't forget, we get a grand to give away for the Word of the yeah. Week prize. Pierre returns today, and uh, we get a bunch coming up. Stay with us. We'll be our back. Freshen up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit. And work nicely if you're one of those this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. (laughs) Pituation. (laughs) Hey, yo. You know, I don't want to bring up uh, part of uh, my Rocky impersonation, which is really bad now that I'm hearing myself. All right, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That laugh from him at the beginning. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. (laughs) Pituation. (laughs) (laughs) He is adorable. He's the best, man. Rich leaving. 
Oh, my God. Anyhow. Hey, uh, a real quick thank you, uh, Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike was just going to be in my area, and he called up my wife and was like, I can swing by and give you guys flu shots if you want. So cool. Of yeah. He's so. the best. He did yeah. a house call. What is this, like the 1920s? I, that's what we were like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Come on over. I think I'm getting mine today. So he was yeah. he was out helping a, another patient. That's it. I'm never waiting in that office again. And uh, and he just happened to be in our area, and he's like, I can I can swing by if you want. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, for sure, man. It was super nice uh, of him to do that, and always great to see and him. he did a vasectomy for you, didn't he? He, show, well, he shows up wearing a Harley Davidson t-shirt, and he's like, I wanted to look cool. So... You don't. I was coming over here, and I wanted to look cool, so I put on my Harley shirt. <laughs> but Harley's bill. God, so he's funny. hilarious. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, thank you, Dr. Mike. We love you, by the way. We do love you. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I have <laughs> stats and information, and they all come from the Just Saying Institute. And I'm going to reveal the stats and information. The of Just Saying Institute, located in West Virginia, over 1,000 miles of land. <laughs> Recently yeah. purchasing neighboring states to wow. expand the campus. Damn. You can't stop it. It's getting huge. All right, so... Their new Zeppelin hangers are fully active. <laughs> and they do a flyover of the Bunt Cake Absolutely. Museum. <laughs> I'm expanding that campus. Jesus. Uh, so how would you feel about someone being able to control your dreams? Ooh, so, weird. like the movie Dreamscape, Something you're, you're like, familiar with that movie, right? I am. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Right. Yeah. Uh, the technology may be right around the corner. MIT scientists have figured out how to manipulate the dreams of others. So, the researchers just eat a burrito before you go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that that works. Right. Yeah. Manipulate. That'll manipulate your dreams. The researchers were able to insert certain topics into a person's dreams by using prompts like think of a tree. Why am I dreaming about clams? Uh, the scientists found 67% of the subjects reported trees in their dreams in many different and sometimes bizarre scenarios. See, I, what, I'm, what I'm curious about is the difference between being able to manipulate your dreams while you are dreaming... Yeah, as opposed to suggestion suggestions prior to sleep. This is some. Yeah, I don't know. If, see, that's what it doesn't indicate. I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't say here if they do it while people are sleeping. Okay, I'd be curious to see yeah. because to me that that starts to get into interesting territory. Steve, you'll get this one. You're a gazelle. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I do. You are Our a gazelle. gazelle. And here comes a lion. <laughs> the Warner Brothers cartoon. It's great. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting if they were able to, it could be potentially dangerous, um, I would think, but. Well, th so there are, there are levels, you're probably more susceptible to suggestion, and then you have, you know, Manchurian candidate possibilities and yeah. things that are, um, I, I, listen, I don't know, I, I don't like people tinkering around in my brain, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but, uh. What if what if you could use have you ever consciously before you were falling asleep attempted to think about things to foster yes. dreams of that subject? Yes. Yeah. And it's never really worked that, okay. I, can, that I can recall. Um and and I had read studies that said yes, you can suggest things to yourself. Right. Uh to allow them to enter into your dream state and I I remember only half-assed trying it a few times and it didn't work. I'm like, I'm not going to do that anymore. It didn't work. 
Uh, so, but it probably can if you continue to do it, you know? Steve, when was the last time you had a dream with your mom? It was a while ago. I remember being so profound that I woke up sort of emotional. Yeah. Because uh, I was with my mom. Yeah. You know, but uh, uh, it was... Um, yeah, but uh, and it was good. It was yeah. great. You know, I, I would like that. that yeah, you yeah. Know, for for me, you know, so it's been a little while since I had one right, with yeah. my father, and so I, for me, it's kind of like right, you know, just having that opportunity to to have spend a, some time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's it's different than just thinking about something right. or in, someone. You're in a. Yeah. A, uh, a a world where you, in that world it's a little it's it's it like a holodeck is what it's like in well, a way yeah it feels real yeah it, at the time and I woke up this morning and I and I didn't what what you need to do if you want to remember your dreams are you need to replay them immediately when you wake up or keep else, a journal while you're asleep you you yeah. well when you, you wake that? up you can I used to write jot notes down about the Did things you? That, that I dreamt about yes because I was intrigued by them and. The the memory fades pretty quickly, does, so yeah. you need to remind yourself of it immediately. And I used to write down, you know, my environment and the, what I was encountering, and so on. And then after that, I had no problem recalling it because I had I had taken the time to actually. Right. But but I had a very vivid dream this morning. Oh, I do remember it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, here it's we go. a dream. Okay. I know. I was in some kind of a lodge. I don't know where we were, but there were people that I knew, and I don't remember who they were. Were you wearing furry hats, all of you? No, it was nighttime, (laughs) and we had this big, gigantic window to the outside, and we were out in the wilderness. And night came, all these lights were on, and as all the lights were on, all these animals started appearing. The first one I remember seeing was an antelope. And then I remember seeing a a beaver. Were they drawn to the light? That was partially, yeah, they had to have been drawn to the light, Steve. Nice and, beaver. And the beaver was like buried underground and it kind of shook and started to come up out of the ground. And I saw its webbed feet and I'm like, that's a beaver. And yes, I didn't even is. see its giant tail. <laughs> and then I saw a uh, um, an otter. This is how, it, and for no reason. For You know what? No. What? What about an elk? There is a story in the Bizarre File coming up that involves a beaver. That's why. And I had the story yesterday. And, yeah. there, and that's why and it's that's stuck in your mind. Yeah, always, so. You always have beaver on the brain. Yeah, so I don't know, man. And so how did, what happened in the in the dream other than you had this uh, window into nature? Was I, it Were you surrounded by people who were commenting on this stuff yeah, with yeah. you? Yeah, we were all going, oh, my God, look yeah. at that. You know, we were all checking this out. And, and we were, were there. Were you with family or were you with strangers? I, I, I told you it was people that okay. I knew, but I don't remember who they were. And, and I don't know why we were there. We were there for a specific reason. It might have been some kind of... Uh, a vacation or a getaway or something like that, and it was—it's all very vague. Yeah. Had I reminded myself of it when I got up, I would have remembered all of it. But you know, it all fades. I rewatched Inside Out over the weekend, and uh, that movie, movie is so unbelievably brilliant when it comes to memories and how they're stored. And but the the notion that there is a dream factory, for lack of a better term, yeah. a dream production studio in your brain, yeah. makes sense to me. You know, yeah. and, and and the imagination to get to that point is is really incredible. What's yeah. amazing is when they perform surgery and they can tap, they will tap different. Parts of the brain, and they will regenerate memories, and people will have solid memories that have long escaped their, I guess, their frontal lobe, or however. You're always remembering things yeah. and callback memories that they didn't even know they had. Is is really? It's in there. It's just accessing it. Now, this is uh, expanding on this a little bit, and this is not too surprising. But COVID nineteen has caused anxiety, stress, and worry, and now new studies. Report these effects are expanding into the nighttime hours, even while we are asleep. Wait, is this a, like a subset of the initial story? Yes, it okay. is. 
Uh, the new research has honed in on the dreams of people all around the world during the pandemic, and all studies support the hypothesis that high levels of anxiety and stress are paralleled at night, often reflecting in dreams. And the study also suggests that women are more strongly affected than men, possibly because uh, they're bearing more of a uh, burden uh, with caregiving and jobless and other hardships. Uh, And so it's saying COVID-19 causes anxious, upsetting dreams. Okay. Isn't it wild that a lot of times, so what your daily um, environmental and mental influences are will You'll so if you're stressed, you'll have a stressful dream. Wouldn't it be great if your if your dreams reacted in the converse way? Yeah, well, they can. That you had sort of a euphoric dream to counter what you're experiencing in your life. There's there's a restorative nature to a healthy sleep, and I'm, I'm reading this book. I've mentioned it before, but it's called Why We Sleep. Matthew Welker is the uh, the the author of it, and Steve, it talks about the health benefits of a good night's sleep, and a lot of it is is counter uh, countering anxiety, countering right. depression. The, the what your brain can do to restore your body. Uh, while you're asleep is something, and and all of these studies are recent. They're within the last fifteen to twenty years. Is that well, wild? Yeah, especially considering all of the studies that have gone into diet and exercise and procreation and everything else that we do in our about, lives. About the same point in time when the sleep number bed became available. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we spend uh, uh, roughly a third of our lives asleep. Right? It's thirty yeah. years for some people that you're actually asleep, and we know very little about it. Wow. All right. Interesting, heavy stuff. It's from the Just Saying Institute. Fascinating information from the Just Saying Institute. Located over 25,000 acres. Right, 200,000 miles. Here's the entire effing planet. Wow. Uh, so here is a little bit of information about when you're just starting to date someone. Yeah. And you are about to text them. How long do you spend trying to conduct the or concoct the perfect text. So we wouldn't know anything about this. None no. of us would. I, I, um, I, I would. I, my thing was to get the parchment paper, get my pen and quail. Right, right. So how long would you guys guess, according to this new study out of the U.K., the average person spends uh, to send the perfect text to someone they've like, just started like to pre- date? Preparing it? Yeah. Before it gets sent. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes? No, I'm going to say longer because I bet you they, they prepare some and then they le- let it sit and then they think about it. They go back. They fix it. I'm going to say an hour. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a primary form of communication. So I'm going to go 25 minutes. Wow. Okay. You, you want to guess it all, Casey? Is it nine minutes by any chance? It's nine minutes. It's exactly. nine minutes. Oh, my God. It's like I read it. He's looking at it right <laughs> next to you. Uh, so I was pretty close. Yeah, you were long. closer. I what? Well, but but if you're, I think it's if you're sitting there with the phone in your and hand, writing. and going through the writing process. It's pretty long. That's time, a long I time think. to yeah. think about nine minutes sitting there concocting a text message. I've got a friend who's trying to go on a date with somebody, and she keeps sending me every like communication. She's testing you out? No, no. Like oh. she's sending me every yeah every communication that, and she's like, well, "What do you think this means? Well, what do I say? <laughs> well, what should? Would you think I should say this? Should I wait? How long oh, should I man. wait?" Wow! There, uh, when so you're in funny. when you're in the thick of that thing, I remember like just what used to be the standard situation. And the question you would always ask is: after a date, or I, how long before I call back, or right. how long do I call? Well, because and now, the, and the now thing this is, is it, right? This is the new. It's the te- it's now, well, how long before I text? Do I appear desperate? Do I appear eager? Do I appear properly interested? And these the mental gymnastics you go through in this courtship process. Kathy, are there any phone calls, or is it all via text? I think right now it's just text. And then and how much? How much face to face interaction? 
Um, like, how, did they go out yet? Yeah. They didn't go out yet. Oh, my God. Wait. And so she goes, it's a no-go. She texted me yesterday. I'm like, what do you mean? They haven't even gone out. Wait. Okay. She goes, What's it? I go, what? Send it to me. Literally, the last message was, okay, yeah, let's find a time. I go, how is that a no-go? She's yeah. like, I don't know. It just didn't seem very warm. I'm like, Oh, she's reading too much into it. Yes, that's exactly what's that's happening. That's the problem. That's the, and and like, let relax. that be a lesson to everyone how it is so easy to misinterpret text. Yes. Oh, yeah. You need tone of voice. And then even beyond that, there can there can even be a little bit of... Um, you need D-pics. No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. There can be even a little bit of misunderstanding there when face-to-face, along with tone of voice, facial expressions, yeah, sure. body language, and oh, all yeah. that stuff can really tell the message there. And so... Uh, and I don't even know if, if, like, FaceTime is not quite the same. It's almost. It's getting there. You but... need a full body shot of your response. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be more to it. You can't With a green screen and a director. <laughs> <laughs> and me you in the corner. You need to be like, yes. Listen, she could be missing out on something great and not even know it. Well, you know what I mean? No. Well, no, she's not. Well, or he. He. Well, she she could be misreading. Maybe this I guy is, is playing it a certain way. You know? Yeah, oh, maybe. God. That's exhausting. Well, I feel bad for them. I mean, like, the, the, yeah, they they should at least have a phone call. But if if it's all via text, yeah, talk how in are they per- gonna know? Talk in person. There, there's other. I can't. I can't reveal too much information. There's other. There are other varying <laughs> there are other, factors. Yeah, They're yeah, both married. Text. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that happens. Uh, there's a, there's a text that came. It says text slash non vocal communication is awful when dating. I'm thirty. And it's like the worst thing ever. They're saying. Yeah, I could, I could see. So, I mean, even when, like, even down to like, well, I see the the bubbles. They're typing, and then you yeah. don't get the response. And now, forget it. Like, by the way, those <laughs> bubbles fall apart. are part of the software. Whenever you say, a lot of times when you say, K- Casey, how does it work? We explain this on the air. I know, but you know when what? You, you said, guys have when, said that, and I, when you I see send the bubbles, text, and then I and I'll get a text. Like I see people typing, and then I will get the text. A lot of times, I think it. What is? And maybe Marissa. Marissa is the expert here. When when you send a message and you see the bubbles as if someone's preparing a response and she nothing just comes... got an iPhone. I know I'm learning everything now. No, it so, means that somebody's typing or that they mm, have their cursor in in the in yes, that's yes. all it yes. means. Not necessarily that they're, they're typing. typing. Their cursor's in it, I believe. So you need to watch the Social Dilemma because they cut co- they cover just that little. Yeah. No, the Social do. Dilemma is a, is a documentary about social media from the people that help create some of the biggest platforms out there, and they cover even that. Very specific thing. It is put there for a reason, oh, ladies and gentlemen. What do they say? It's to keep you engaged. On mm-hmm. the phone. It's to keep you there and going. Locked. And and that's and I, I don't want to get in the full discussion about this because you should watch the documentary yourself, but it's all about it's all about engagement. And what was the other thing? You've seen it too, right, Nick? Yeah, well, you? I didn't finish it. I saw the first half. Yeah, there's there's two there's two main things, engagement, and I forgot what the other thing is, but it's it's It'll blow your mind. Well, and Steve, it's not just texting either. Like any any social platform, social media platform is a it can be a, a dating app, right? Yes. So if you're on Instagram and you're direct messaging somebody, literally the words typing comes up if you're DMing somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're waiting for that to come back. So it's not just the bubbles, it's any form of communication over any type of social media platform, and they can all cause anxiety, miscommunication, misunderstanding. It's it's so simple for that to happen. It's the it's the un it's the antiseptic text. Yeah. And just imagine being somebody who's not really a tech person, right? Yes. So, yeah. so somebody yeah. who's not on social media. Like, I do know somebody who... You got your grandpad. Who is looking for somebody to be with, yeah. right? And he's a handsome dude. 
Uh, you know, he's a really, really great guy. And, like, I was just talking to him the other week about it. He's like, I just want to find somebody I can play tennis with, you know? So he's like... Someone and was, who appreciates snowblowers? Yeah. Uh, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> somebody likes to ride roller coasters. Um, but he just he's like, I just want somebody to be able to, like, uh, you know, go to a tennis court right. and, and volley with and maybe go have a cup of coffee afterwards, you know? I... Well, go ahead, Preston. Well, I was going to say, I, I I do believe that these these are great venues to meet. Yes, someone, yeah. To find to seek out and find someone, mm-hmm. but then after that, then you got to do the real thing. Then then you've got to then you got to communicate that in person. person. I used to go uh, like Casey going to play tennis. I mean, like yeah. when I was when I whenever I've been at a job or, or social situations, it would be nothing for me if I knew a, a, like a, a a girl, not even a girl I would necessarily be interested in, or just. To let's let's go play. Yeah. To, to do that is something that requires that interaction. The, to have those kind of conversations, right. when you're refining your conversation to text, you you take yeah. it down to. You don't get frivolous too much in a text, right? You don't. Do you know anyone who really prattles on in a text? No, you're, oh, you're God. pretty. No. Yes, you oh, do. Okay, oh, dear God, yeah. I mean, some people just don't ever pick up the phone. It's just a way of life, and and they right. prefer get it that. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, it takes about nine minutes to prepare your text if you want to send to someone if you are uh, just started to, if you've just started dating. So uh, I think you gotta. I think you gotta meet in person. I think that's important. Yeah. All right. It's like a minefield. Just say an institute. Last one. Yeah. All right. Class is almost over. Let's end with a doozy here. <laughs> Most people get their first sex toy before the age of thirty. And then there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, The web-based survey conducted by an independent third-party survey company of over 1,000 American adults aged 18 and up was sponsored by Adam and Eve to study sexual preferences and practices. Uh, Now, here here are the details. Before 30. Correct. 50% of American adults admit to owning a sex toy. So half, and that is, by the way... 57% 57% female versus 44% male. So there's a lot of guys that have... Uh, what about toys that you simply use for sex? Like, I, I happen to bang a Cabbage Patch doll. Well, oh that's... I don't know if that'd be what? considered... No, I think it's one that's made for... Okay. That's specifically... Cabbage like, Patch dolls are not, not made, made for, for that. Specific. Okay, yes, so, we need to get the, the parameters. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't have a, a sex toy. No. I've I've never owned a sex no, toy. No, no, mm-hmm. I I know Nick, you doubled up on a flashlight with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, college. Yeah, I mean that was expensive. Halfsies, Listen, right? as long as you ew. as long as you martinate, not martinate. Yeah, sharing sex toys is ill. I saved fifty bucks, Kev. <laughs> yes. By the way, let's clarify this. He did not do it. He was propositioned. <laughs> he was but offered. Yes. Turned it down because he's he's sane. Right. I mean, the percentage of men that own sex toys is probably way 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 lower than the percentage of women. Right, fifty-seven versus forty-four. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not that dramatic. Yeah. All right, forty-four percent of fifty-seven percent of females uh, that were surveyed said they owned one, and forty-four percent of males uh, surveyed admitted that. They Is it just that women are more honest? Mm, I don't or know. and yeah. also, there's also like couple toys. Is that? Do you know what I mean? That so, like, so that would probably count towards some of the the men in that. Percentage. What's the stuff you guys have? <laughs> well, you guys know my friend had that swinger front lawn. Mm-hmm. 
It was on our front lawn? No, Steve just said it was. Oh, actually in the front lawn. That tire with the dildo attached to it. So 34% of the sex toy owners bought their first sex toy between the ages of 21 and 30. Mm. 30% said they got their first sexessory uh, between age 18 and 20. Is that just another word for it? It's just another word for it. Did they get the extended sextory? Uh, 13% of the respondents said they got their first sex toy when they were over 40. Uh, 11% said that they were 31 to 40 when they first uh, procured one. And then 12% of respondents admitted they bought their first sex toy under the age of 18. So, I mean, at that point, regular... Yeah, how, how much assistance do you need? But it's also so what about like seventy five and above, Preston? Uh, they don't. They weren't in I'd this. I'd like to purchase something that vibrates my taint. <laughs> do you have those various things with large numbers on the car? Can my eyesight's not good? Now, when I was like, when I was, when I was first discovering these things, like. You know, when I was uh, uh, young and and trying things out on my own, yeah, I wanted to try to bang a couple different things, see what it felt like. But sure. the, the, like, do you remember? And we you used know? to get. Like did you? Uh, the Adam and Eve catalog yeah. was something that I think because my dad, for a while, had a subscription to Playboy. Yeah, they would send that along with that, and and you would mm-hmm. get you would get the catalog sent to the house. And I remember, like, Wait, what as, was, as, what's the catalog? The Adam and Eve catalog was a more sort of. Um, PG sort of lingerie, and it was oh. it was for couples, but they had things yeah, like... Fuzzy handcuffs and right, stuff like that. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I told you guys, I tried to nail a, a water weenie when I was a, a teenager. <laughs> of course. It, did, it looked like it hey, would be perfect. It was begging for it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. Like, it, got, it gave me no... There was not enough resistance. How many times have you have oh you humped? God. Did you hump the uh, water exchange in a built-in pool? Yeah. Uh, well, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still do that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that it's it's just easier now. It's like porn. Like they're so it's so easy to order these things mm-hmm. online that you know there's less of a stigma attached to it. Yeah. They send them to you like that's the next thing. You, you had the seeds first, the earbuds, and then you're going to yeah. get uh, yeah. you know strap-ons when from we China. Did, when we did a dictionary uh, at the at Keenan's a couple yeah. of years ago, it was a Pictionary, but you yeah. used. I had to go to a store to buy. Oh, uh, you did. The strap. Oh my God! It was like which store? I'm not really buying it. Uh, I'm not buying <laughs> this for, for my. Work. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. What do you do for a living? Yeah. I'm a CPA, dude. <laughs> the, the, the people that work the counters of those places are so jaded. They don't yeah. care. They do not it was care. For, it was for a radio contest. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for personal pleasure. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee you, you were the most conservative purchase that day. <laughs> Here's a text says, hey, I'm over 50. I'm still buying toys to keep our sex life going strong. eBay has the best prices, by the way. eBay? I've oh. never looked on used. eBay for sex toys. Oh, they got to be kidding. Let me ask you. eBay sells new products. No, they do sell new How, products, yeah. What is new sneakers. on Amazon? Are there, are there sex <laughs> toys? Yes, there are. Yeah, yeah can, I think Amazon. I that. Can you find like a flashlight yep. on Amazon? Uh, well, I don't know about flashlight, but Amazon, uh, CVS, uh, Rite Aid, Target, all of their online stores, stores have it. Have yeah. sex uh, toys? Yeah, I'm okay. sure Amazon has to. Oh, do you think do. Amazon? Can you check, Kathy? Yeah. Just go into your go into your regular oh. your your sex file. Yeah, go I into your in... browser history there, okay. Kath. My... <laughs> Wait, I hope that's not my browser history. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there is, guys. Yep, there yeah. is. Under oh, Amazon? you found sex toys. Yeah, Steve, you can read it. I can't read it. Right. Uh, I'm not reading any of those words. Yeah, there's a flashlight. <laughs> there's a flashlight. Yep, we found it. Oh, yeah. Flashlight lubricants and so on. Uh, right underneath the uh, surgical mask. Wait, wait, wait. You're seeing an actual flashlight? Mm-hmm. Uh, we right saw there. it at the top. Flashlight yeah. lubricants. There's a strong vibra- uh, male electro- electric strong vibration VA vagina pocket. 
Huh. <laughs> Sounds like the way Gomer Pyle would say it. That there is a B-A-J-N-A. That's, that's the way it's spelled there. Wow. Bill Weston was in our studio, and he just took he off. Just he just ran out. Yeah. Yep, he yeah. flew. Oh, I, I think he wants to go make a purchase. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Amazon carries that? Prime days. Oh, mm-hmm. I got to get mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, 50%, uh, well, 34% said they, well, you saw, you heard the age breakdown. Yes, but anyhow, yeah. it's mainly the age 30 uh, that uh, that people you know what? tend to buy them. Yes. Uh, Steve, uh, you you mentioned Amazon and a few texts are coming in, and this is true. There are some really great customer reviews on Amazon, so yes. read the reviews because they're hilarious. Uh... And, uh, and you know, some of them obviously are legit products and legit, legit reviews. Many of them are written for comedic purposes, and they're really funny. I would like a flashlight that looks like Mary Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a text that says, hey, I am a pure romance consultant. Mm. That's And it's uh, capitalized, so pure romance is a... Is a uh, Company and ARC. we have some. Uh, we have some top of the line bedroom accessories. Wow! So you can look into that. All right, that's it. That's all I got in the JSI gang. Thank you for allowing us to uh, bring you to the uh, the beautiful campus and share some of these wonderful results. Do you think Bill's currently diving on the button? I uh, he may just be in case. All right, we need to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are up when we return. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. All right, what say we do some Bizarre File stories? No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Everybody keeps leaving the studio today. It's very weird. Well, Kathy's going out to female Joe Pesci's outside of our studio right now. She's oh. outside in the hallway, and ah. we're, we're, we don't allow... In studio, oh, guess damn point, it! So. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, you had left earlier today, and then she left, and I'm like, well, then Bill Weston left, and everybody leaving the studio. All right, I'll do my bizarre foul stories. Let's shut up and do that. Uh, shut up. Brought to you by Revivalist Spirits. They just won the USA Today 2020 Top 10 what? Craft Gins in the Country. Whoa! Oh, awesome. Pick up a bottle today. Or if you're a Pennsylvania resident and over 21, you can have it safely delivered to your door. Go to Revivalist Spirits. Dot com for details. They have great gin. I love their bourbon. Thank you very much. All right, let's move along. Steve, this is messed up. A Columbus man who has a past history of collecting the urine of young boys has been arrested on a charge of possessing child pornography. Oh, my God. So, Alan David Patton is 68, 68 years old. He was arrested. Police had received a tip. Oh. That Patton was allegedly attempting to find child pornography through an online search engine. But how so, creepy. So, so he's busted for that. But listen, listen to his past. So All right. In 2008, Patton was charged with criminal mischief after he was caught collecting urine in the men's room at Sports Ohio in Dublin. Now, Dublin police said that he, this is Dublin in, in Ohio. Uh, Dublin police said that he put a plastic wrap over the toilet seats, mm-hmm. shut off the water to the urinal, and placed foam cups in them. Police said Patton liked to drink the urine of oh, young boys. Jesus. Oh, God my almighty. God. Patton caused, uh, Patton's case caused the Ohio General Assembly to change state law 
making it a oh. first-degree misdemeanor to collect urine for a non-medical purpose. So they made a law against this. The, you look like the piss boy. Uh, I guess there's a Delaware County in Ohio because it says the Delaware County Sheriff's Office charged Patton in 2010 after he was found inserting materials in toilets to capture urine at a Burger King. So what was, when if someone was peeing into said toilet, would it have been saran wrapped down to a cup? I guess that's how he figured it out or how he worked it. Yeah, a cup. Yeah, Why? So. Could you imagine if this pervert had turned his inventiveness towards like a cure for cancer or right. something? Yeah, who knows? Maybe he Instead held the secret of the to that. piss cup. Uh, but he went to he went to jail for he went to jail for I think four years because he had also oh. apparently been trying to get young boys to do it for him. So that's just messed up, man. All right, let's move on to something else. A legislator in Argentina's lower house of Congress has been forced to resign after he was seen kissing his girlfriend's bare breast <laughs> during an online congressional debate. Wow. Uh, the scandalous moment during a debate about pension fund investments was transmitted live on the lower house's YouTube channel and on a giant screen set up in Congress for online debates during the pandemic. While some Argentinian legislators are attending sessions in person, many are logging on from home. This is the best meeting ever. Juan Emilio Amati had claimed that he thought that he was offline during the incident, but resigned on Thursday after he was uh, called to order by the president of the lower house, Sergio Massa. Could you not wait till the end of the meeting before you did that? Well, here's what he said in a radio interview later. He said, I have a terrible Internet connection at home. He said that his girlfriend, who had recently had breast augmentation surgery, happened to enter the room while he thought he was offline and that he called her over. And he said, let's see how the implants look, I told her. He said, look, this one's down a little more. This one's down a little less. Let's look at the scars. And she was. Let's see how those uh, breast implants look. And she was beside me, and I. he said, I kissed her, and he says, T-I-T-S. He uh, kissed her boobs, and, and he said, and that was all. So this is playing all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On a big screen in Congress. (laughs) Uh, Despite his claim uh, that he thought he was offline, footage that uh, promptly went viral shows the legislator looking directly into his computer's camera before pulling down his uh, partner's blouse. Damn. All in. Damn, look at that, man. All in full view of the other members of Congress. And online viewers as well. So he's stepping down because of I that. think you should employ, and this is probably sage advice to anyone at home, we in broadcast, uh, the broadcast business, we treat every mic as if it's live. Mm. So when you treat your camera on your computer as if it's on all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or you can just put a little piece of tape over Yep. Yeah. And then you can kiss all the knockers you want. Yeah. Firefighters cut through a ceiling while battling a house blaze in New York, uh, in Brooklyn, uh, last week, and bundles of hidden cash started raining down on them. Wow. Uh, the FN, FDNY uh, source said it was buried treasure, basically, and it just kept falling out. The firefighters had arrived just after 2 a.m. to put out a fire, which had started on the first floor. When they discovered that the flames had snaked their way into the ceiling... Uh, they cut through the overhead drywall to stamp it out. And then the cash, all wrapped in plastic bags and tinfoil, started landing on their heads. And the source said it was tons of cash. It just fell right out of the ceiling. Pretty cool. It was in bundles. It wasn't like one solid brick. It just kept falling out. The cash could total 
as much as a million dollars. So a million dollars, and who owned this place, or who? Well, whose it's, money is it's, it? It's kind of they're not sure. So it was told it possibly came from life insurance policy of a resident deceased husband. Uh, there were so many bundles that all filled with with new hundred dollar bills. By the way, that they needed to be weighed to estimate their worth. Oh my God! A neighbor had said the entire home had been renovated about a year and a half ago. Uh, but the hard work all went up in smoke during the blaze. Uh, the neighbor had doubts about whom the hidden hundreds belonged to. He said she was a seamstress and he was a cook in a restaurant. I don't see it coming from either of them. Uh, the cash bundles were returned to a resident who claimed that they were that they were theirs. But the uh, MIP- yes, it's mine. Uh, but the NYPD <laughs> came and took them back so that police could uh, vouch for them. So. We're going to see. There's there's going to be, you know, they're going to have to go That's through a crazy. process to try and figure out if it is indeed their money or not. But a million bucks. Yeah. Worth of hidden cash in a ceiling. It's ridiculous. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. Let us take a break and come back in just a moment. And we'll test your knowledge about today's program. And we'll see if you've been paying attention with a lesson question. We'll get trash and music news as well. So stay there. Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, letter number one coming up at the end of the show for our Word of the Week prize, and it's $1,000. This is a good one, man. This is really solid. So we'll get the master, the wordsmith himself, Pierre Robert, back in our studio, back in vacation. I don't know if he took the red eye back to get here or not. What? I don't know. He usually does, doesn't he? Yeah, what condition we'll have him in today. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we'll find out at the crossover. But, Maybe he'll uh, have his hair up in a beehive. It's courtesy of uh, the show I Can See Your Voice on Fox 29 Wednesday. So get set for that. Uh, in the meantime, we will give away a different prize. And it is it comes in the form of the lesson question. We're going to give away WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Mm. And this is for... You can get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, uh, Steam, and Stadia. So I don't know what form we're giving it to you in, but I know I'm giving it to you. Yes. So the question I have this morning is, what is Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake's new baby named? This is according to Steve, by the way, because they, uh, <laughs> they haven't revealed the actual name no. of the baby. So what is uh, Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake's new baby named? 215-263-WMMR is during our entertainment report early this morning, so you've been sticking around for a while if that is indeed the case and you know the answer. Give us a call. We're going to do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and it's brought to you by, uh, let's see, autopartsexpert.com. For hard-to-find brand-name parts in stock and in our area, you can order your parts and pick them up in about 30 minutes. Autopartsexpert.com. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Frankie Muna is announcing he and his wife Paige Price are having a baby. Muna says for years his life has been about Malcolm in the middle, but says that all changed once he put his penis in the middle. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. A stunning cash shakeup for the second season of The Witcher with Basil Eidenbats replacing Thu Estrid Rasmussen as Witcher Eskel. The news was so devastating that millions of people could not process it and robotically went on with their lives acting as if nothing had ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Finally, M. Night Shyamalan taking to social media to reveal that the artwork reveal the artwork for his next movie, which will be titled Old. Shyamalan says the film will be the first of a trilogy with the sequel being titled, titled Older and the third titled I Love Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, thank you very much, Steve. Let's see if we can find a winner from uh, today's lesson question. Where's my music? Where is it? Come on. Oh, wait, hang on here. I hit the button. There it is. There's nothing on here. There we go. Okay, uh, what is Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake's new baby named? And I will go to Mike, our first caller. And hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Good. All right, so Mike, what do they name the baby? Is it Milk Stank? Milk Stank, there you go. Hang on, we're going to get your information, Mike. And we're going to set you up with WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And you can take your favorite WWE superstars and legends into battle with unhinged, in-your-face pandemonium. Or create, customize, and edit your own characters. You can get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and Stadia. And it's rated T-14. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you, Nell. Let's do a couple of uh, stories. Uh, We'll begin with Miles Kennedy from Alter Bridge. He has wrapped up work on his second solo album. And while he hasn't shared the name of the release date, Kennedy updated fans on Instagram on Saturday, writing in part... Uh, After spending the last seven months writing and recording, the second solo record is tracked and in the can, as they say. We all lived in the state of lockdown for seven weeks with no outside world and nothing to focus on but recording music and acting like a bunch of seventh graders hopped up on vast amounts of silly juice. It was an incredible experience, rock and roll summer camp at its finest. He collaborated with the same team that he used to make his 2018 solo album, Year of the Tiger, and he recorded the new album in Florida, according to his post. In a new interview, uh, Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich has asked to name the one song by the band he never wants to hear again. Uh, And he revealed, well, there's a song called Eye of the Beholder on the And Justice for All album. He said, whenever I hear that song, it sounds kind of like, well, I guess we don't want to be super, super disrespectful to it, but it sounds... Really forced. He said it's like you put a square peg in a round hole. It sounds like it's got two different tempos. There's a kind of 4-4 four, four feel in the intro and on the verses. And then I think the choruses are more like a waltz tempo. He went on to say it literally sounds like two different worlds rug, rubbing up against each other. It sounds very awkward to me. I've never I'm, heard it. I'm not a huge fan of that song. I don't know it either. Uh, Ulrich had... had or Ulrich had... Uh, Pressed to name his children's favorite Metallica song. He said, I don't know if that's ever come up. I don't think I can answer that. Uh, He said the Metallica Guitar Hero game, I guess, was, what, 10 years ago? Uh, They did enjoy playing that. And there were some of the songs that connected. I think sad but true. They used the words sick. He said they used words like sick. sick. He said that's a sick song. Sick. (laughs) Yeah, so he must have a little cowper at home. I don't really know. It's a sick song. Baby cowper. Uh, when pressed as to what he considers Metallica's most underrated albums, he said, I can't listen to those records without putting myself in the spaces I was in, what we were doing, what were the moods, uh, what were the daily ups and downs. But if the most underrated records, i.e. the least appreciated records, are load and reloaded, or reload, I'm sorry. And that, he said, then I would say I'm fine with that because I think those are pretty decent records. 
when I hear songs from either of those records, I'm pretty happy with what I hear. It doesn't make him sick. Uh, so that means that if the other stuff uh, sits north of that, then that's a good bar to have. I'm okay with that. I think the longer answer is I'm pretty much okay with anything and any way people rate any of the things that we've done. He said St. Anger maybe is more of a polarizing record. So that's all Lars had to say about that. That's his wife. I was just looking at a picture of his wife bent over her hot tub in a bikini. Jessica okay. Miller official on Instagram if you want to follow. Okay. I assume she's um she's a looker. Attractive? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. She's you can tell she's a model. Shirley Manson has confirmed the garbage seventh album is completed after facing several delays due to COVID nineteen. She wrote on Instagram there were far more important things happening this week, so I didn't want to crow, but we have big news in the house of garbage. It is official. We have finally finished number seven and delivered it. Hook, I was panning for gold at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> she said, hook, line, and sinker to our new business partners, BMG. Uh, so she said, uh, I sat uh, tonight with our engineer and my long-suffering husband to listen to it from top to bottom. And I have to admit, I feel pretty smug about it all, if truth be told. Uh, love you lots. Wish you were here to enjoy the initial listening process with us. However, you will get to judge for yourself soon enough. Can't wait for you all to hear it. Ozzy Osbourne revealed that he is working on his next studio album. Yeah, he said that he's going to be doing another album with producer Andrew Watt, uh, who he worked with on his latest record, Ordinary Man. According to Osbourne, the pandemic mm. has given him all the time in the world, he said, to make the best album possible. I didn't know that was coming. Uh, yeah, neither did I. I thought he, I, the fact that he's been going through all these medical things, I didn't think he'd be up to it, but I guess he is. Yeah. It's the, the long-awaited uh, pairing with Avril Lavigne, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> all right, and then, Kathy, this is for you. Okay. Red Hot Chili, Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith has listed his home in Montauk, New York for $15 million. Ooh. I think you know what I think that he's been seen. There's a bar there um, that does this reggae night, and a lot of stars that are in town will go there specifically and hop up on stage. Like remember that place at the Borgata? Like it's kind of right. like that. Uh-huh. It's very small. It's right at a marina. But um, he's been he, he's one of them that that has jumped up on stage with whoever's playing. Montauk okay. has maintained its sort of um, sort of hidden gem status. It's still um, a lot of people don't want to go all the way out yeah, to yeah, the end yeah. of the island, yeah. <laughs> but it's really it's beautiful. According to the to uh, Realtor.com, the five-bedroom home has five and a half baths, 4,750 square feet of living space, and it rests on four acres of property. Does it have a walk-in bathtub? I don't know about that. Does it have one of those chairs that goes up the stairs automatically? What it does have is a detached guest cottage, a saltwater pool, and outdoor dining area, fire pit, and film screening area as well. So if you got 15 mil... I want to know where it is. I'd be able to grab it. Well, pull it up on Realtor.com. Yeah, no. It's it's kind of a really... um, That does not look like a... Well, that's just one photo. Yeah. It doesn't look like a $15 million home for the Yeah, but... That looks boring. None of them look... That's what they look like. Really? Yeah, I mean, listen, there are some... $15 million houses There are some amazing places there, but, like, a lot of it... Is this, and then you walk inside, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Because the yard looks, even looked crazy. It looks, yeah, maintain it a little bit. Okay. All right, now this looks like a 15 million dollar house inside. That's beautiful. Yeah, looks like it's got yeah. like a barn type of uh, uh, vibe. 
uh, on the inside. There we go. Oh, yeah. and I know where it is. It's on um, Fort Pond Bay, which is like a, a really, he probably has like a beautiful sunset that he watches every night from his house. Well, not anymore, though. That's where you're going to be watching that, the sunset yeah. from yeah, at Romano bu- Estates. I'm going to contact him right now. Yeah. Right. yeah get in touch. I'm in radio, so we are basically co-workers. <laughs> That's what I have in music news. We have one more break to take. One more break, and then we get ready to wrap it up. Pierre should be in, and we'll do the letter day word of the week. Thousand bucks. Give it away this week. Don't miss it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve show coming to a close for a Monday morning uh no guest on the show to get it today it's been a it's been a little bit dry in that regard we've enjoyed your company of course and we appreciate the phone calls and so on but uh, we'll get some guests i think we have somebody on tomorrow which we'll mention we don't have to need them nah should right? we just cancel them all that's it from here enough on no, no more, no, no yeah, more guests no it, it, it's a lot of fun though when we get to explore different subjects agreed uh has anyone seen senior robert not yet let me do the call here Attention, Pierre Robert. Pierre Robert to the Preston and Steve Air Studio. Pierre Robert to the Preston and Steve Air Studio, please. Get <laughs> I haven't seen Pancake either. No, no Pancake. Pancake. Oh, he is here. Yeah. Because okay. he normally peeks his head and he's like, he's not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, he'll be here, you know, in just a couple minutes. But I've, I've heard nothing, not peep one. Maybe he uh, hasn't heard Pancake. from him. All right, then I guess we thought he read red eyed it in, right? I, that was just a guess. I, I'm, you know, that's usually the way he goes, and and uh, usually he's spot on, unbelievable, with, like uh, a Swiss uh, clock, making it on time uh, to uh, you know <laughs> the flights and making it back. So anyway, wait, wait, wait. I've killed enough time. I think I see Pierre Robert. Oh, he's here. He's here. The triumphant return of Pierre Robert. Good day, sir. Like a clock. Like a clock. (laughs) A fine Swiss timepiece. Thank you. May I notice that your white patch on your beard is extra white? Did you have it rewhitened? Don't ask him. Uh, well, I, I was hiking. Don't, 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 no, do not. Sierra Nevada don't mountains. Do it. Was there a lightning strike? Well, not only the fires that came in uh, that were so prevalent out there, but another huge lightning storm, and then once again struck. And they say that it happens occasionally to the same people many times. They say there's something about strikes twice. Yeah, you're here to say no. That's not the case. When it mother effing does, <laughs> please tell us the story. Yeah. So, there you uh, go. did you did you red eye it in? We were curious about. No, it. Oh, I okay. came uh, yesterday. They're, they're oh. not having any red eyes. Oh, that's oh, right. That. Um, okay, everything is you know cut way down. But yeah. uh, I'm not flying uh, COVID airlines. I mean American Airlines mm-hmm. anymore until they. Uh, uh, well, then they're not require masks. No, well they require masks, but they don't save the middle seat. So I flew Southwest. Southwest okay. and Delta are the only airlines now that guarantee you that they are holding the middle seat open. Uh, and Give you a little breathing room. Yeah, I just think that that's a, a better way. So, right. Understood. Uh, all, all United, American, all the other big carriers have uh, opted to sell all the seats. I'm surprised you can't fly military with your Army experience. I, I am. Uh, well, uh, General um, Patton's great-great-grandson, Jimmy Patton, uh, he um, tried to arrange it, uh, and they couldn't do it. Jimmy's always reliable when yeah, it comes to usually that. Usually he, yeah. he is, but, uh, uh, you know, you do what you can do. Yeah. 
Yeah, so welcome back. Welcome back. How's the A to Z going? <laughs> <laughs> we in the letter F? It's wonderful. We're in F U. We're at the F U <laughs> right now. Yeah, so we're there. <laughs> uh, but we do need the letter of the day. We got a great prize this week. You ready? I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. J is in joint. All right. Fair enough. And that's letter number one. Of a five-letter word that will win you $1,000 on Friday, courtesy of I Can See Your Voice on Fox 29. Wednesday is Ken's Day on Fox. It is a double dose of Dr. Ken on an all-new night of family fun, starting with America's number one show, The Masked Singer, followed by I Can See Your Voice, a brand-new show that asks, can you guess if someone can sing without hearing their voice? It all starts Wednesday at 8, and that's only on Fox 29, so we'll give that away on Friday. All right, since you've been home, you've had time to prep and get ready for the huge return to the radio airwaves. What's coming up, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> what we're going to do is uh, Blocks of Bon Jovi, Rolling Stone, Sublime, and for free music Monday, we've got the digital download of Corey Taylor's solo album and a ticket to his virtual album release show. So nice. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Should I give one of the way, those way now? Yeah, I, why not? I was supposed to. I said I was going to do it in Music News, yeah, and I didn't do it. Boy. Uh, let's do that. Caller number 10, I'm going to give you the uh, digital download of Corey Taylor's uh, solo album, CMFT, if you don't mind, Pierre. I'm gonna do no, that. I don't mind, because that's exactly what I've got coming up later on. And a ticket to his virtual album release show, for him or against him. Uh, tickets are on sale now for this global live stream happening on Friday at 5 p.m. You can get details and watch the trailer at WMMR.com. So call number 10, 215 263 WMMR. We're going to set you up. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And by AutopartsExpert.com. Hard to find brand name parts available same day. Tomorrow on our program, Steve Hackett. Yes! Of wow. Genesis. Guitarist will be joining us. Yeah. Just a great guitarist. Cool. Yeah, should be pretty cool. So we'll uh, chat with him, get in some other stuff. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Preston forgot his glasses. You can't see without his glasses. And I forgot my headphones. I can't hear without my headphones. Next message. Casey is getting Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Next message. Yeah, Zeus, everybody. I'm just calling because I love Preston and Steve, but also because I hate Monday. Monday! I stink! I stink! I stink Monday! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.